This is the Movie Hall of Fame for Monday, October 25th, 2021. And there he is on the other side of the Jitsi call, my little sandworm, Adam Hall. Yeah. Yeah, sandworms, Alaskan bullworms, all the kind of worms you could ever want. (laughs) Not all the worms, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk worms, worms guys. Let's talk worms. Uh, Here to join us in this worm convo and all this worm discourse is uh, our buddy Nick Evangelista because it is finally, or maybe not even finally. Not finally. (laughs) No. Definitely not finally if the ending of the movie is any indication. Almost. I I swear, the end of December. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be the longest month of your life. It's going to be like a four year long month. Never ending Dune-sember. They're Mm -hmm. about to pull a Jim Cameron on me and like push the sequel 10 years from now. I got to hear you guys talking all about fucking riding bullworms. I got my Dune nuts. Not from the sounds of it, by the way. (laughs) They're they're pretty close to green light in this thing, which is Why is it not shot already is what I want to know. Why is it not in the can ready to go tomorrow? What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay, Nico. You should. It'll it'll give you over a year. No, actually, it's gonna be like two plus years to get excited for the next movie. <laughs> Let's start yeah. tailgating and building up the fandom. <laughs> Imagine tailgating a Dune screening. Uh, we all. You should have seen the screening I went to. Oh my! I got a story about that. Shit. Oh no. <laughs> Oh my God! All right, let, uh, uh, hold on. Time out. Let's just let's just set this up for everybody that that don't understand what's going on today. Well, okay. they understand that a movie called Dune came out, but what they mm-hmm. don't realize, possibly because you know this happened on the other podcast, uh, Adam and Nick about what a year and a half ago, like just started centering all of their conversations around the, the movie and book series Dune by Frank. Yes. Herbert. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, I think Adam had been a fan of the material for a while. Nick Nick was just starting to get into it. And uh, I read we, the book. You read the book. We covered the David Lynch movie on the podcast. I think both of you guys mm-hmm. watched the miniseries. We um, did Hodorowsky's Dune. We did Hodorowsky's Dune. We then, that sort yeah. of dovetailed into a, a conversation about Hodorowsky and his movies. And so it's become like a big thing. And we called that whole umbrella of content dune sember even if it yep. wasn't going on in the month of december we just thought that the name was kind of had a nice ring to it it's funny for sure yeah, th- that led to hodorowsky january you know how indulgent we can well i think go. what yeah i think mm-hmm. we were the original dune movie was supposed to come out in december of that year as our right. discussions were leading up and then it got pushed back correct yep so it dune december got pushed yeah. back yeah. all right yeah the plan uh, here we are in dune dunktober Dunktober. What would the dunk dunkto? I guess that does fit the joke, right? When when the title originally got released and everyone freaked out calling Dune Dunk because they forgot the dot in the center of the E. So hey, Dunk's getting released, which I kind of love. Let's go see Dunk. Speaking of Dunk, I got. Speaking of Dunk, I got my donuts, my Dune nuts (laughs) for Dune. This one looks like the spice on top of the sand, which is why I saved it for this show. This one is a a beautiful specimen. Spice is Uh, life, Nick. The spice. He who controls the spice controls the universe. That's correct. (laughs) You know, fear is the mind killer, but that is the... 
fucking intestine killer. killer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do I hear Nico picking up on some Dunisms on the other side of that call? Uh oh. Uh oh. Here's no. here's one thing that I do think, Adam. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I do think that uh, we we need to give Nico the floor. Before no, we, you don't. No, you don't. Before we sully, I don't Why? want to because I I don't I don't want anything we say to influence you. We've already said enough about Dune in the years past, and I just sure, want yeah. I want to hear just one sentence, thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever, however you want to put it. Just. How did you walk away from it? It's a well, weird one. I, I, I walked away from it about five times in between it. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not sure that term exactly fits yeah. here. <laughs> took me a couple sittings. I'll admit, took me a little while. I was watching at home. I didn't go to Adam's nerd screening with all the super fans. I didn't pay $100 for like, you know, good tickets <laughs> on a Thursday night. How was your screening? What was the deal in there? Well, I mean, it was fucking packed. Really? Holy shit, this movie was filled to the brim. To the point where it was claustrophobic being in there. It's the most full I've seen a theater in a very, very long time. Uh, I don't, I mean, granted, it's a little different now, given the COVID situation. But, like, even pre-COVID, back in 2019, I hadn't seen a theater this packed. So that was reassuring. And the other weird thing was, after the movie, people were talking about it, which is also pretty weird. I was like, you <laughs> people talk about movies? <laughs> this is something that happens now? I, I, I thought that was a, a thing of the I past. Thought, it was like, ugh. I thought you know, that was just a, go a to quirky a thing people did on the internet. In silence? Yeah. <laughs> it was very bizarre. We just went to the, the, the friendlies across the street. Yeah, you went to friendlies? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That I was going to say, what are you, like, it was a 2003? Little do we know that all the Dune fans like to go to friendlies. I don't know what's, what that's about, but <laughs> wow. it's the place. Man, good time <laughs> seeing a movie and going to friendlies afterwards. It's the color yeah. changing straws, really. Yeah. Oh my God, that was the best. I miss middle school so much. <laughs> yeah. But it wow. was a it was a great it was a great screening with a pretty awesome crowd with I mean just the fact that there was a crowd in general was was pretty shocking to me. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that was that was uh quite nice and surprising. The movie did business. I looked at the box office returns. Uh unfortunately yes, it, did. it didn't do enough business for Nick to win his bet this weekend. Um mm. but it's on track the for the weekend's like not a, over though. It's uh, true. Well, yeah, we don't we don't know there, what it actually is. There's time. I mean, it, I know it, this is coming out Monday, but we're recording this as of Sunday morning. Uh, yes. It, it look. Oh wait, wait. Oh no. I, no, absolutely not. Halloween Kills made forty nine million dollars. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dune, Dune's on track for thirty three. Um, okay. So I mean, it is the highest opening of any HBO Max day and date release so far this year. So if that's mm -hmm. any indication of anything, before it was Godzilla versus Kong. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that's encouraging for people that thought that HBO Max was just going to completely like just sort of take out these movies at the knees in their opening yeah. weekend. That that hasn't been the case, at least for like the big budget ones. I know like In the sure. Heights, for example, definitely suffered. But, uh, you know, a movie like Dune, a movie like Godzilla versus Kong that plays well on the big screen. I think there is still an appetite to go see that in, in mm -hmm. the biggest screen possible with like a big sound system. Um, but I think there is something to be said about the fact that, uh, Nick and I did not see it in a theater. Like 
For me, at I, least, it was. There. I would have. I would have. Yeah. I have. I my my brother is visiting this weekend, so uh, the only time I was gonna have time to watch it was uh, Thursday night at like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I started watching it at about midnight. <laughs> wow. Oh wow. Goodness. So yeah, that was the only. So so I would have seen it in theaters though, and I actually might go back and watch it again. Yeah, it, it's definitely the type of movie that something is lost when you watch it at home. And I was recognizing that the whole time. You know, it's a widescreen movie. It's clearly like meant to fill like a big IMAX screen. I think a lot yep. of it was shot in IMAX, right? Or yes, for IMAX? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I, there was something to maybe like the color correction and the, and the sound where I'm like, oh, maybe this would be a little better. But I did my best. I turned off the lights. I have a pretty big TV in my room and I just blasted the volume. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think I got it. Just let you know right now. I don't think like I, I missed anything. Uh, well, I've seen it three review. times now. Goodness gracious. <laughs> so, Fucking and yeah, Jesus. two of those times were on my, uh, were, well, actually it was on Nico's <laughs> subscription. Less what are we than, getting ourselves into? This is not yeah. an exaggeration, by the way. Less than nine hours after, after the movie had come out, Adam messaged us and said he had already seen it twice. It's a three-hour yeah, movie and less than nine hours after it was out. Yeah, that's right. I I'd gone to the theater, and Abby and I were both like, "Well, we want to watch that again," which was cool. Uh, and I, I was heard like, "Abby's been raving about it." By the way, she had she a mutual I, friend I, texted me this week and was like, "So Abby and Adam want to go see Dune in the theater again," and they invited me. So my friend Jeff brought his wife to see this movie. Because he, he, and this does not seem like a movie she would like. He said that she specifically was like, I want to go see this. And I think she liked it a lot. Yeah. So all I, all I can imagine is that the smartest thing they did was cast Timothy Chalamet. Yes. Yep. Because Correct. he is yep. just so gorgeous. Correct. <laughs> not just Timothy Chalamet, though. They cast one Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Oh, my God. Momoa in this I, movie I, looking like this a is snack. The best yep. I've ever seen him, right? Like the right. thirst over over Jason Momoa <laughs> is quite real, guys, and we should be very afraid. Why? Oh no, I'm what's not you? afraid. I embrace what's... it, man. Fear is the mind killer, Adam. Right. That's well, right. I, Adam. <laughs> Come on. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Abby might be heading to California to meet up with Jason Momoa. I don't know. That would have happened this anyways, is... Adam. Your days were numbered. <laughs> Your days were numbered from the start. <laughs> During that first episode of fucking Game of Thrones. <laughs> Cal Drogo, yeah. man, it's over. It's Aquaman over. Coming in hot. Shows up. Oh yeah. man, the guy's ripped. What's his character's name? Friggin' Johnny Utah. Duncan, What's his name? Duncan, Duncan, it's Idaho. a great name, Duncan Idaho. Oh, Duncan. <laughs> <an> awesome name. <laughs> What's the difference, Johnny Utah, nah. Duncan Idaho, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's very hot in this movie. Um, okay, so should I uh, should Oscar I go? Isaac? And then you guys, can I mean, go? like, let's not let's not. Oh yeah, like real college professor vibes. I like it. That's that's a that's a thing. That's a thing though. You know what I mean? A little bit of a dad bod. I mean that, that really like bushy beard. Um, yeah, that's a type though. I suppose for a certain mm. kind of female. That what I'm trying to say in, is in, that in what I'm what I'm trying class. to say is that they managed to cast the entire age range of uh, females uh, dream men. Oh. Yeah. You know what yes. I mean? They got like from 14 year old to like 45 year old mom. There's a hunk in there for you. Right. It's it's both very, very obvious in terms of the casting choices. That being said, like as as 
I guess, as mainstream as those casting choices are, I don't think any of them are incorrect. Correct. So that's nice. I agree. 100%. Very very often it's like, oh, you only cast this guy for for the box office results. You only cast him because he's got a fan group. It's like, fine. But every single choice they made, I was like, oh, good. Casting is good. Okay. I liked casting in this. Me as well. I still don't like the fact that Nico hasn't said what he like what he thinks about the movie. Like, I, I, I have a lot of thoughts on it. I and I, I don't want to like, yeah, okay. I ju- I just want to know no. if you liked it or not. That's uh, all I want to know. It's right complicated. Now. It's kind of a complicated question when you ask uh, that. Yeah, it is a complicated question. Uh, so, um, all right. So this is a huge movie. It costs two hundred fifty million dollars. Denis Villeneuve is directing it, right? It costs one hundred sixty million dollars. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. They kind of stretched the dollar then. Good yes, for them. They did. Okay, 160 is not bad. Maybe we will get a sequel after all. Yes, um, we probably, Nico, we probably almost <laughs> definitely will. It's not that controversial. <laughs> but Denis Villeneuve is making this. I, I don't think that there is a um, a guy more suited to tackle this material than him just because like he is the guy that you get for high concept, big budget, epic scope sci-fi. Smart sci-fi with ideas, right? Um, yes. there, there isn't another filmmaker as suited to that material. Right. Um, so, you know, he does his Denis Villeneuve thing. Um, you know, some of these scenes are kind of slow and ponderous. Uh, and I, I don't necessarily mean that as an insult. I, I just think like that's his style, right? Like he's like a yeah. very sort of melancholic, uh, lethargic filmmaker, right? His action sequences in particular, like they always sort of move in slow motion. And I don't mean that in like the Zack Snyder way. I mean that in the sort of like impending doom, sort mm-hmm. of like inevitable way. Like when when the raid happens um, on the on the Atreides compound in this movie, like everything is has this sort of like this this inevitability to it. Like holy shit, I'm just watching the world get destroyed in slow motion and there's nothing I can do to stop it. Um, so listen, like your mileage is going to vary on that. Like it's a long movie. And I think like for the average movie goer, for somebody watching it at home, it's very easy to get distracted. Um, and I, I do think that the movie could have picked it up a little bit. Now here's what Whoa. I'll also say. <laughs> really? Yeah, here, here, I, I it's so feel, funny you say this. I cause feel, I feel, can, I feel more opposite. S- yeah, like I'm not kidding, and I'm not even saying this as a Dune fan, dude. Just as a movie fan, I was utterly like I was. I'm not even kidding. Like the first time, I w- it was actually giving me whiplash as to how fast this movie moved. I was surprised what? at how fast things were moving. It I was, was how fast things were I was like, wow, he's cramming a lot into this. Well, I mean, okay, we- that's different. That's different. It's I'll not. To, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about cramming. I'm just saying this movie moves really fucking fast. Yeah, it was pacing, giving me. The, the it was intro, giving me Fury Road flashbacks. I was like, the, Jesus what? is moving fucking fast. <laughs> the, the, yeah. title card, the title card. The title card alone. My God. The title card literally like popped up and it was like Dune, and then it was gone. And I was like, whoa. Yep. And that was like the whole movie. And I think it was very deliberate. I was like, and I was like, uh, okay, Jesus Christ. Because it was very obvious to me that he wanted to make this a little more uh, uh, palatable and I suppose um, in the rhythm of a general blockbuster because it definitely has that. I mean, the editing pace is significantly different from even his more accessible films like Sicario. I mean, it's just a lot faster and I was I picked up on that almost immediately because I went through all of Denise films in these coming months 
and I was shocked by how much different this one felt in terms of an, an editing pace. It is by far the fastest two and a half hour movie I've ever seen, and it's what? not even close. I mean, <laughs> we just came from No Time to Die, and that movie felt like a like like a four hour movie next to this thing. I agree. 100%. It was insane. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Thank you. Not I was like, I was no, it was honestly like like throwing me off with the first viewing. And that's part of why I wanted to you go back know, and watch it again. Maybe it kind of felt like maybe like the filming, the actual blocking of the scenes was slower, but the editing was fast. It that's was, kind of yeah. more how it felt to me. Because mm-hmm. uh, like scene by scene, this, it didn't feel sorry. rushed, but the movie from start to finish felt quick. Is this the same did, editor yeah. he's worked with, Adam? In the yeah, past? Joe Walker. Yeah, Joe Walker. Oh, look at yeah, he, d- he did all his previous movies: Blade Runner, Arrivals, yep. Cario. Yeah, um, the classic Michael Mann film, Black Cat. <laughs> it oh, definitely boy. felt way faster than um, like Blade Runner too. Like way faster. Blade Runner was so oh, deliberately my God, slow. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I was kind of worried Very this movie was going to be like that. Okay, yeah. so that's that's point number one. Uh, point number two, right? This is the movie that uh, I think like maybe you guys and a, a larger collective of film fans were sort of counting on of being the 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 big blockbuster to sort of reopen movies for people or just like the next sort of watershed uh like you know cultural phenomenon you know big budget blockbusters <laughs> Denis Denis Villeneuve I, I mean Could when be, H- when HBO announced that they were doing all of their their movies when they were putting them on HBO Max like Denis Villeneuve was very upset about it and wrote like an open letter to Variety yes he like was. saying that he felt betrayed by Warner Brothers which is another reason why I'm a little skeptical about that sequel happening but uh, you know how how much you know he he resented Warner Brothers for doing this he built this movie constructed it for the big screen and like the the audio and the visuals and stuff like this was not designed to be watched on a television and uh, okay fair enough like the visuals are quite grand and epic uh, mm-hmm. but i was shocked how much this movie felt like television uh, that was sort of my other takeaway from it particularly the ending but in all yeah uh, this felt like a very long pilot episode uh, for the Dune TV show. Um, there's a lot of table setting. There's a lot of exposition. There's a lot of rising action. Um, you know, I I feel like I've watched a lot of like TV pilots over the last maybe three or four years <laughs> and then quit on the show after the first episode. So I feel like there's a rhythm to these episodes that I've picked up on over the years, right? Yeah. I am starting to get a hunch, though, that you're watching it in five parts may have really influenced I, I, this no, opinion. I, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I truly I truly don't think Man, so. Man, it's I, weird. I, when you watch a movie in five parts, it feels like a TV show. No, it's so weird. I understand, what you, I understand what you mean by the ending, Nico. In that sense, I, I, I agree. I, I, I see that. what you mean there. But, like, I mean, half of the decisions made in this film from an artistic perspective are stuff that I would just never see a television series do or anything. I mean, like what? Give me an example. I mean, like what, what would, I mean, anything about like the ambitious choices with the visions or, or some no, of just, get, it's, I would, it's big budget. I understand that. Like you or couldn't some of the, afford the, to make the, it on TV. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Even, even the camera decisions. I mean, half of that wouldn't have worked. I, I, I don't know, man. I, mean, I, I, I think there's I, a, 
I think there's a lot going on with the like the technical aspects or the mood. The mood especially does not feel like television at all to me. There's just something inherently different about what I see people who work on a television set go for versus what someone on a film set goes for, at least artistically, I guess that's what I'm saying. They're very separate here. Um, I just I don't think, think so anymore. Of, I'm not sure that's the case anymore, though. I think it's more rare. I, I don't know, man. Like, like I, I see Lynch do it, but like who else? Oh, I mean, I don't know. Carrie Joji Fukunaga did a season of a TV show. Uh, you know, I, I think Game of Thrones has a lot of the ambition of like a Lord of the Rings style, big budget fantasy. Um, it has the, but it doesn't pull it no, off like this. Well, because it, it didn't cost as much. And I guess the craftsmanship is not as professional in the, as in the case of Dune. I, I did think like all the craftsmanship was excellent, but I, I mean, okay, I, I guess we're sort of dancing around the discussion about the ending, and we can talk about the ending yeah. later, maybe. Um, but I, this is an incomplete movie. I mean, it's yes, it's not 100%. really a, it's not really a movie at all. Uh, it doesn't work as a standalone movie at all. And I'm not even sure the hard, hardest defenders would say that. I think most people, yourselves included, would say that this is like a really excellent setup for what we're getting next. It's a half, and it's a, half a movie. It really is it a half is a movie. Yeah. No, so I mean, I, to me, that like that's TV shit, right? I mean, that's like all table setting and moving chess pieces around and setting up for the final battle or teasing what's to come. I mean, Zendaya uh, the literally di- the saying, though, it's, is- it's, it's just beginning. This is just the beginning. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, you think? Here's, here's where I want to push back a little bit, though, because like the idea of like setting up on TV or even Marvel, like the idea of setting up, like it's kind of setting up for they don't know exactly what yet like they have an idea but they don't sure. actually have a plan like this is this we know exactly what the story is mm-hmm. here like yeah, I, here uh-huh. here's where it's a little different for me i, I, I know it's I don't, different for you i don't overly want to want to defend this because i i don't like exactly how it ended i i do feel like yeah this is not a complete thing but watching this movie i felt like i was watching just like a really good rendition of hamlet because I know the story yeah, right, so well. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it this, felt this, that way. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, and I've always thought that Dune was an extremely hard story to adapt to the screen. Which it so is. So I'm very impressed with what they have done. I think they have done probably – this is by far, so far, the most faithful adaptation. Okay. <laughs> Here, we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's not even close, yes. but – Let's go. All right. Yes. Um. Um, Here's my point. Wait a minute. Let me make my point. And then yeah, you guys yeah. can go off. Then I'll step away. Okay. Uh, no more overrated quality in cinema than faithfulness to store- source material, in my opinion. <laughs> there is no more overrated quality than that. Um, and well, they made I changes, am- though. I, I don't want to be like they completely Oh, they made a lot of changes. They made a lot of changes. <laughs> a and lot I like the choices they made. I know, like, like the yes, Dio, I, I understand, like, the Zendaya thing. That was, like, she doesn't actually narrate the novel, right? No. No, she no, no, narrates no. It. Like, th- but that to me was just like, oh, we cast Zendaya, and we need to like show the audience yeah. that like no, Zendaya's yeah, right. coming, guys. Trust us. Well, yeah, they they had to like justify putting her on the fucking poster. Well, but that's is what it that, that was, right? Is well, it, not even is it that, that jarring to have Zendaya do that? I don't know. No, that was I didn't very, think it made a difference. I thought that was it fine. was trem- yeah, it was tremendously appropriate for the setup or the framing yeah. of the of the story, especially if coming from her, it made a lot of sense. I was kind of shocked, like how Terrence Malicky it all felt, but like it was like oh, Terrence yeah. Malick without the poetry. 
That's another thing, again, but that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, the poetry of the film is not something you get out of television. That's more what I'm talking about when I say it doesn't feel like television to me at all. Well, that's why I think it does feel like television. That feels like television? The poetry? No, 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 I'm saying without without the poetry. poetry. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm saying saying the film is tremendously poetic, dude. What I'm saying that, <laughs> but the, that's what I'm saying. The malickiness of it, the sort of like you know the 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 dream sequences and like the ethereal sort of vo yeah, yeah, yeah. and the like you know the the slow motion shots of sand on in like mm. the golden hour sunset. Yeah, 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 like that to me felt very malicky, but it was more in the service of the plot than in like sort of like the subtext of it. You mm-hmm. know, like that to me is just to justify to the audience. Listen, guys, Zenday is coming, and it's. Also, like to provide sort of a through line throughout this whole half of a movie, and I, mm-hmm. yep. I don't know. Like I, I, I thought that that was kind of like a little too artistic for the material at, at times. Whoa, yeah. I don't know about that. I, I, I don't think it was a bad choice at all. I think it worked no, just fine. It didn't take yeah. away from anything. No, it didn't really add no. much either. No, <laughs> it was, it, well, it didn't. It, 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 it's just like, guys, we promise this is going somewhere. We promise that this is going to end in a fitting place. We promise that Zendaya is coming. We we <laughs> promise that Chalamet is going to fall in love. Uh, okay, all right, <sighs> fine. Again, this, uh, I hate it when you do this. What I don't what like. Am it I doing? You, you're talking about it in a in a different t- context. Like now, you're taking yourself out of the movie. In the context of what? Well, no, so but you're I saying think, you're, well, you're talking about it I from would. like a business, like a political perspective. No, I, and no, that, I'm not, though. but you are. But that's that's what I don't like. I'm like, I, I just want to talk about it. That what? here's the line that is problematic with what you said is like, we promise you uh, we promise you Zendaya is coming as if like that is what they believe the audience is there for. I don't yeah. think that's exactly what it was. No, I don't. I'm not. But, I'm not saying no, that I'm just either. saying the wording, saying you, the wording you used, I think. Well, forgive me if that's what I yeah I know what, that's how it came out. That, <laughs> yeah. No, what I mean to say is that it's it, it's almost like Denis was kind of self conscious about the fact that this was going to end with like a wet blanket. He probably was, and so he yeah, put in this Zendaya possible. stuff, you know, to be like the reveal of Zendaya is the big moment of the movie, <laughs> you know, like it kind of did feel that way, and I I felt like it should it sort been. of is, yeah, and it, it just I sort mean, of felt it, contrived to me. Now, really, Brandon, in yeah. the books, he does have constant dreams about this girl, oh, and then he meets her. So yeah. it's not that much of a stretch to, I don't okay. know, make her the narrator. Exactly, it doesn't. It okay. doesn't but change I that love much. It. I, I, I'm just being honest, Nico. It works very well as a framing device for the whole universe that we're about to enter, and sort of the level of conflict and oppression that's going on around Arrakis. Like, if you're going to focus on any character to set up the stakes of the world here, it might as well be Chani. And uh, I mean, it's actually quite a beautiful opening in scene, but also quite haunting. And that's like, well, if you're going to, you know, tackle what's going on here in Dune and all the inner turmoil, then yep, that's I mean, it. If, if you're paying I, for Zane, Zendaya, put her to work, you know? Yeah, like like if, if, if it feels like bullshit, that's different. But it, if you can earn it, then that's perfectly fine. I don't care. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, if I, I, honest, honest to God, dude, I think the opening is pretty fantastic. I don't have any issue with that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but back back to this whole faithfulness to the source material conversation. You guys are obviously watching this in a different context than I am, yes. and I wonder if that's why it kind of felt like it was going by faster. Is because you sort of had a roadmap. Like you ever like rewatch a movie sometimes? No, yeah. Like, when you know where the story's shit. going, it goes yeah. quick. 
for yeah, sure. Like, rewatch. I know you didn't, weren't rewatching this movie when you saw it for the first time, but it, it was kind of like you were getting a replay of something that you had seen before. And I find like sometimes when I like, rewatch a movie, it's the like, first, holy shit, this happens like yeah. a, an hour and a half in. Like The first know? like five frames of any scene, I knew what the scene was. Like right. it was that kind of situation. Like I see the characters oh, yeah. and where they're set up. I'm like, all right, this is the scene where uh, where where Paul's going to fight him with the uh, the shields up and they're going to practice their sword play or whatever. Like, you know yeah. exactly oh, yeah. what's happening. Right. Yeah. But even yeah. you to a degree, Nico, knew a lot of those. I did. Just well, a, yeah, I'd seen the movie yeah. and also just by osmosis, like I'm picking it up from your conversations. Right. right. So, I, yeah. I, yes, I didn't know um, where it was going. But here's the in thing. the same way, I would say you watching it in parts probably also slowed it down for you a little bit. OK, it's no Perhaps. doubt in my mind. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are watching this as, um, you know, a piece of not even adaptation, but replication. And I guess that that's sort of the difference. Like when you're making a movie based on a book, you are not replicating. You are adapting. So what's the fucking difference? Right. One is to literally take the stuff on the page and translate it as loyally as possible to the, to each letter, to each sentence, to each word yep. into this big screen thing that replicates your experience of reading it on the page for the first time. Whereas an adaptation is a movie that takes a source, a piece of source material as a jumping off point to perhaps go in different directions or say something that the book couldn't have said or comment on the material in the book or change stuff for some sort of art, higher artistic purpose. Like I look at a movie like the shining, for example, one of my favorite movies ever made is an adaptation that Stephen King just full on disowns. Whereas a right. movie like Dr. Sleep, which is the sequel to the shining that came out a couple years ago is something that Stephen King, uh, you know, has put his stamp of approval on absolutely adores <laughs> And, you know, whatever you want to say about Dr. Sleep, I don't think anybody thinks that movie is better than The Shining. And that's because Kubrick took the novel of The Shining as a jumping off point to make larger points about domestic violence and and the sort of like uh, cyclical nature of violence, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys are watching this as like, I want to see a translation of the book. And the fact uh, that you saw a translation of the book mm, for you was satisfying. They changed some things and I liked it, though. Like, I trust their I trust. I do. There's there's an element of I trust Denis here. Like, OK. Oh, my God. Ma- I, if, I, if he makes the changes that he thinks are appropriate, I know that even if it's not like a translation of the book, it is a good faith adaptation. Yes. And so you can it's say that. Yes. Not it's not a direct translation of the book at all, really. I mean, the, the opening of the book starts with the pain box scene. It's like the first like two pages of the book. Whereas like that, yeah, it he took changed 30 the order minutes. of some things, but yeah, there's a lot of things that are changed. A lot of things that are sort of uh, visualized really story, story, Adam. No, 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 no. I, I don't. But I don't think you should change the story. And if I to to okay. re, to rebuke what Nico is saying. If you're going to do that, then what to me, I would also say, what's the point? You know, I, I, I don't think you should do necessarily a carbon copy translation, but <sighs> to abandon the the the. The story you are adapting that doesn't make any sense to me at well, all. No, okay, they do it all the time. You. They do it all the time, and, and it works sometimes. Well, they don't it, do it in The Shining, though. Is the interesting thing, though, to what you're saying? But that is definitely obviously Kubrick's version of that same story. But it's still the same story. Well, so like w- when we talked about Hodorowsky's Dune, that would have been a wildly different movie. That would have taken. Oh, or, yeah. that would not oh, have yeah. been like the book at all. And I still would have no. watched that and liked it. I yeah, think. me too. Whereas me too. this is not that. This is no. trying to be faithful to the book as far as it I can is. tell so far. I am curious how he's going to end based on the ending of the book. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Because that is a controversial ending in uh, yeah, 2021. I and I don't know how they're going to do that. If they're if they're going to so, have the guts to go with that. I mean, we'll yeah. see. But um, well, can I ask you a larger question then? When when you say that this is the most faithful adaptation, what do you mean by that? If you don't mean that it's following all the story beats. No, I, I, I'm agreeing with you personally. Okay. All right. I am so, agreeing with you. So I Adam, when you say that it's faithful, beats. when you say that it's faithful, what does that mean to you? I mean, in terms of covering what the story generally is, then yes, it does. Even though it changes a bit. I also think in terms of uh, a faithful adaptation, a, a bigger point is capturing the spirit of the story, mm-hmm. which is very, very important. And this is still an adaptation in that way. It's not exactly the same, but it's the closest that we've got. Yeah. Um, and well, it's different in all the ways that I think are very appropriate for the screen. And the, I mean, the big notion that you get is that they are both like both book and novel or geez, both novel and movie are very cerebral, but they're cerebral in very, very, very different ways. And I think that's important. Yeah. This is also part of what I wanted to say, because I, I hate this, this, I hate using this argument, but it's kind of the only argument to use is the fact that just Dune has always been this thing that's just been different than everything else. Yeah. yeah. All the rules for everything else does not apply to Dune, unfortunately, because it is such a crazy, wily, high concept story that mm-hmm. it just is so different. And the some of the things they do manage to capture, even if you do a 100% page by page faithful adaptation of Dune – there are certain things that you just can't get from a book that you can get from a movie, such as the music choices, the um, visuals. Like, this is such a alien world, alien people. The sounds you hear, the visuals, mm-hmm. the ships you see, everything is so different from anything you can imagine in your head. Even if you read the book, it's hard to completely imagine a world that is just so drastically different from every experience you've ever had. It's so also the supposed movie, to be can help with that. Oh, continue. Yeah, yeah. The movie can help with that sense of this is alien, this is different, and this is unique. Uh, the music choices, I thought, on, um, on uh, not on Arrakis, but I always forget the other planet, uh, where they were Callahan. playing like the bagpipes and stuff. Oh, that was on Arrakis. Yeah. Was that on Arrakis? I thought that was when, yes, the, um, when the, the emperor was arriving with the team to like give him the scroll saying he owns Arrakis now. Um, there are there bagpipes in there? there, there's yeah, a lot there of bagpipes are. in this movie, yeah. but like the there way is, yeah, I, yeah. I think the music choices were really just like fascinating, and that's you know that's just not something yeah. you can get from a book, even if it's faithful to the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. By uh, the way, yeah. I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with faithfully because ad- like this is where we, we start we overthink things on this pod all the time. It, it, <laughs> it's an adaptation. Do. It's an adaptation by way of the fact that it is going from a book to a movie. So yeah. technically, it's an adaptation just by that alone. I know that's sucking away all the interesting conversation, but. If you want to define it as strictly yeah, as you can, yeah, sucking away all the interesting conversation. I know, <laughs> but, but there, but there you go. So it's like to call it not an adaptation is a little ridiculous. But okay, uh, you know what I mean. You know what yeah, I mean. I, I okay, guess. So, but like, uh, the, but my, my point is that no matter what you do, even if it's going from a, you know a book to movie. Just the inherent process of that becomes something different altogether. I mean, the way you express yourself through a book is very different of, than the way obvi- you do in a movie. Of yes. course, and there, of course, the more, even if the story beats are the same, the the, the yeah. and also the more artists that you put, the more cooks you put in the kitchen, right? Like the mm-hmm. more you're gonna get like a different artistic stamp. Just the fact that yes. Denis Villeneuve is on set behind the camera, 
um, yeah. is obviously going to change some of the movie and stuff. I, I get it. Obviously, 100%. I agree with you. All I'm saying is that you guys are watching it in a different context than I am, which is like yeah. you want to see, as you said, Nick, a good adaptation of Hamlet, and you want to, at the end of it, say bravo, right? Mm -hmm. You're not necessarily looking for a, a way into the story in the way that I am. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you, you're already in. Mm -hmm. You're already in. You've already signed up for this. Whereas I'm watching this, having seen just the David Lynch movie and been like, oh, that kind of sucks. Don't really understand what the appeal is here. And I'm looking for Denis to sort of grab me through the screen and, and pull me into it. And uh, <sighs> I think it was a little frigid. I think it was a little chilly and I think it was kind of Denis moving the characters around on the chessboard like his pawns in order to get from point A to point B and set up for a more interesting movie that's going to come out in four years. And I, I guess that is my larger sort of critique of it is that this movie, as we have covered on various podcasts in the past, has gone through a troubled and storied production history. Yep. Uh, was supposed to be a Hodorowsky movie, was a David Lynch movie. The David Lynch movie sucked. They made a sci-fi miniseries. The miniseries was good, but it didn't cost enough money. Nobody saw it. And now finally, Denis Villeneuve, the, one of the hottest directors in Hollywood, agrees to do it. And it's like, we have to do this right, guys. Because uh, as we all know, so much of Dune has been watered down in other science fiction movies to come after it. Star mm. Wars, Alien, whatever, right? Um, so... There was so much pressure on Denis. There was so much fucking pressure to do a proper adaptation. And I kind of feel like it, it's kind of like, you know, like in high school, you would like write a five paragraph essay. It's like your teachers were like, you got to write a five paragraph expository <laughs> essay. And it's got to have yeah. like a, a, an introduction, three body paragraphs and a conclusion. And you have to have a thesis statement. And the thesis statement has to introduce your three body paragraphs. And you're like, okay, I'll include all of this shit. And by the end of it, you're like, this essay fucking blows. And you would never think about writing a five paragraph essay in your 20s or in college. Or like if you were to somehow graduate into being an, an actual writer in the real world, you would never structure it like a five paragraph essay because it's very limiting and like not artistic. Right. And I feel like that's kind of what happened here. I'm not ragging on the movie too much. I think like the craft is very good and I respect it and appreciated a lot of it. But when you focus so much on the text, you kind of lose some of the subtext. And when you write a five paragraph essay over and over again, all you've really proven is that you can copy a five paragraph essay, not actually write. And so this idea that a movie or that a book is unadaptable, you can't put it on the big screen. It's impossible to put on the big screen. No, it's not true. There's, there, there's no book that's ever existed where that applies. You can always change a story to make it more cinematic. You might lose some of the, 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 the stuff in the book that made it special, but so the hell what, right? So I, I almost feel like the, the, uh, the troubled production of this put too much pressure on Denis, and he's like, we got to make this two parts. We have to include all the stuff in, in, from the book. We have to make a proper adaptation. That's how you get the ending in this 
that's just a total wet blanket of an ending. A I mean, fight with a character that's introduced 10 minutes before the movie yeah. ends. Yep. It's like, oh, here's the guy that's going. This is the climactic fight of the movie. I have no idea who this is, what his name is, what he's fighting for, why he's fighting. They could have done it better, too, where rather than framing the fight as a fight between him and and, and then they didn't do this at all. They, they barely touched this. Rather than making it a fight between him and Jameis. Make it a fight between him and himself. Make it a fight between the fact that he has to kill someone that he's never done that before. Yes, literally oh. with literally with the camp. I, they teased that Adam, but they t- they touched upon it for like a fucking millisecond. It's a it's a, a straight up pole. it's straight up hand on, hand to hand combat there. Like it, it, it's a, literally it's literally a make get two Timothy Chalamets, get a fucking green screen in there, and get him fighting <laughs> oh, himself at one point. You know what I mean? Like do whatever you have to make that point. Because I hate that, to be that is, guy. This is I, supposed I, to be I, a turning point in Paul, where he's like, if I kill this person, I am setting off a course of events that I can't yes. come back from. It's supposed yes. to be that. And honestly, the movie doesn't set it up enough. There, If you know what to look for, sure, you get that. But if you don't know what to look for, I'm not sure you're going to find it. Yeah, I... I <laughs> God, I hate to be that guy. I would just say watch it again because <laughs> yeah, I felt sure, that. Yeah, if you watch it, if you watch I, it ten times, Adam, obviously you're gonna get it by that. Point, well, I didn't watch it ten movie. times though. I watched it immediately after, and I'm like, oh wow, no, they no, did a great we've job. Read, we, I, we've, I, we've read it. I don't we've know. Watched other movies. We know enough about Dune. I'm saying the average person off the street, I don't think they would got that. I uh, possibly, but I, I can only speak from my experience, guys. I don't know. I love. I think I, the Jameis fight is one of my favorite scenes in the it's movie. A good fight. I th- no, but I th- I think I, a lot of the, <laughs> but I, I think a lot of the 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 inner I I don't I don't want to say interplay, but the 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 strange conflict of emotions that Paul is going through is actually well communicated there, and the fact that Paul Atreides is dying in that moment, essentially like spiritually dying, is I think really really well communicated. And I, I don't know, I picked up on it pretty well, and I thought they took a lot of time to actually set it up and lay it out. It's subtle, for sure. I mean, they, I, they, yeah, they, it's very, they it's use a, a lot of... too subtle. Whatever, I don't care, that's a good thing. It'll, it'll play better t- on a rewatch. No, but, yeah, sure. but th- that's what I'm saying, like, whatever. Sure. I mean, s- sure. seriously, it's like, it's something, if, if you didn't get it the first time, it's something to discover on repeat viewing, and by discovering it, that scene becomes more compelling, so... Who gives a shit? Yeah, I guess that's uh, fair. There's a lot of things that I watch the first time I don't like. I watch it a second time and I love it more. That that does happen. I, so here's and here's the funny thing, Nico. Yeah. My second viewing of the movie was better than my first. I'm sure you feel that way. And 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 it and yeah. I I saw this thing in theaters, <laughs> and I think the second time I watched it, it was it was actually that much better. Sort of See, convinced it really me. Does, it was, but it really yeah. does. I, I, to, I, to Nico's point, though, it really does feel like this character just comes out of nowhere, and it's like, who is he, and why do I give a shit? You know. And then it's like, oh, we're oh, now he's dead. Okay. Like, and oh, James, to be fa- yeah, yeah James. And to be fair, in the books, it kind of feels that way. Suddenly, no, there's this yeah. guy that we've never met before, and he gets killed. And then, spoiler for I guess the next movie, but then we start learning all of the shit about him after he's dead. People are telling yeah. him about Jameis. And it's like, okay, that is interesting. It's a little weird, but... It's fine. I Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they they do a fine job in this... I mean, they do... I do love how they 
introduce Jameis as, as one of the visions as something that's probably going to help Paul. But then the subversion of that, that he's actually trying to kill Paul in the scene and the way he teaches him is through this horrible ritualistic fight. <laughs> I I don't know. It's sort of inherently compelling and it's exciting to watch. But when you understand what's really going on in the scene, a fight scene though, like, is it like that? Like it's, it's a very fight short. Scene. It's like, it's, it's okay. short. It's, I mean, it's like, it's short, but it's not, it's not like it's no John wick, but it's no, not I, trying I, to be it. Like Denny does, as I said before, like giant train wrecks in slow motion. That's what he does. Well, like he does like spaceships and scale and spectacle and yeah, I mean the hand to hand stuff. I don't know. Like it was kind of, it was whatever. Like it was like a, a like pretty standard, just sort of like quick cutting hand to hand combat, like Jason Bourne style action sequence. Like, and again, like after Not seeing, like Jason I mean, Bourne. that that fight Come scene on. too is more like a dialogue than it is like a fight scene at the end of the day. Yes. And that's the ultimate thing. The reason okay, why it works right. so well for me is the right. is the emotion behind the character. Like it's it's like fierce and raw and really it's kind of disturbing. And ultimately, it's really sad. Like I was actually surprised by how sad I was because in the book I wasn't really upset when Jameis died until I reflected on it. I was like, oh my god, look what that did to the Fremen and look what that did to Paul. But when it actually happens, it's like, oh, cool, Paul, you lived. Whereas in this, it's like, Paul, please don't kill him. This is a bad <laughs> idea. And then when he does, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, you feel so bad for the guy. At least I did anyway. So I actually really like the hand-to-hand combat. It's it's There's a lot of cutting, but it's pretty discernible and it's it's shot it's, in a way where it's easy to understand what's going on it's not confusing it's kind of like, like the fir- like a, it's kind of one of those first strike wins though kind of hand-to-hand combat. yes, like, yes as it, soon as somebody gets hit with a the blade they're dead you know yeah exactly it's it, it's by by the nature of it alone it has to be kind of quick and short but the it, it, it which again is a hard thing to do but i actually think they pulled it off really well and in a, a, a tremendously tense fashion in the way that Denis usually does. Um, I'm just not sure it's uh, horribly cinematic. I mean, I guess is the larger thing. I just, I guess I just disagree, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's true. Yeah. My, my hope, all I can hope out of this, these movies is that it will make a story that I really like and really care about accessible to more people. That's really all I can hope. Does I, you know, one of the things that, one of the things that people have been saying is that for for Dune, it's remarkable how accessible this actually turned out to be. There are elements of it that are wildly ambitious that I'm like, Jesus, I don't know how people are going to react to this. And then there are other scenes that I'm just like, oh, wow, like if you were going to translate this for a wide audience, that's exactly what you would do. And I was amazed by how clever it ultimately was. Yeah, I um, mean, now, it wasn't perfect, though. The movie? Yeah. No. Yeah, no, okay. I don't think it was perfect. <laughs> well, let, let me let me let me respond to that because I feel like I'm one of those guys that the movie has to sort of be made more accessible to. I I, yeah. I don't know if I'm a, I'm asking for accessibility. I I don't sure. I don't think that is what I'm asking for. Like I'm I'm totally cool. Like if an audience doesn't understand it or you know it's too like smart for certain people or like whatever like that to me it doesn't fucking bother me. Whatever, just like make your movie and like you know do what your artistry commands you to do right i i think what i'm asking for here is a little more sort of outside the box thinking and a little more sort of like heart and depth and soul and like that was the the main problem for me is that it it just felt like the the slavish loyalty 
to this source material kind of stripped the movie of a lot of its humanity. And it ultimately kind of felt like a hollow sort of exercise. Like I said before, kind of like one of those like filler Game of Thrones episodes, like not like the big battle sequences, but like a lot of the movie was just the episodes before the battles where it's like we have to put Tyrion in King's Landing and we have to put Jon Snow back at the wall and we have to do like all of this chess piece moving and we have to get, all right, we're going to get to the point where, you know, Oscar Isaac dies and Momoa dies and it's like, because that's all the stuff in the book and we have to hit all these points because this is all in the service of a larger sort of plan you know what it felt kind of like oddly enough i i I was thinking of the experience of watching like a biopic and i i hate biopics but like you know that like you know the the freddie mercury biopic comes out whatever and it's like oh we you know we got to do the fucking aid story like Mm -hmm, when is mm -hmm. that going to come and when's this performance going to come and it's like when you make a biopic, you only get one shot to tell this whole guy's life. So you have Mm. to make sure you include all of the beats, but really the best biopics are the ones like, uh, I don't know. I'm not there or, uh, uh, you know, maybe uh, the Steve Jobs biopic was an interesting one from a couple years ago that are sort of unconventional ways of Moneyball, right? Unconventional ways of telling pretty conventional real life stories. Um, And and I, I think that was sort of what it was there. Although, this is a science fiction world and there's a lot of, you know, fantastical stuff. Stellan Skarsgård's fucking flying around in this movie. Uh, it, it kind of felt to me like it, it was almost like replicating something that actually happened. And that's, it, it's really strange. <laughs> well, I, it's I, a I really again, strange criticism. It, I know it feels odd, but no, I, again, it yeah. felt like watching Hamlet. Yeah. It felt like yeah. watching a play that most people know the story to mm-hmm. done just really well. And again, yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. To your point, no. is it a movie in the conventional sense? Like, I don't know. Maybe not. I get what you mean. You yeah, know, I but get that too. Like, yeah, it's not a filmmaker making a film. Exactly. It's <laughs> him making an adaptation and trying to be faithful. And he has a lot of constraints around him. And I get that. You know, you can, I don't think. Yeah, it, but you, I, I think I just think that the only thing is we don't really feel like it hurts the movie. No, because I think the story is is made compelling. in a compelling and cinematic fashion. To your point about biopics, though, man, like, yeah, that Steve Jobs biopic is really, you know, it's good. But I don't know. It's not better than uh, Walk the Line, which is a very conventional biopic. It's Walk not the better Line than, is a rare exception. It, for Frankly, it's not better than John Carpenter's Elvis. And that is a very by-the-numbers biopic. But the storytelling is so good and the character work is so good that I just don't care. Like, it is beat for beat just covering a lot of those, like, we got to get th- to this point in Elvis's life. We got to get to this point in Elvis's life. Cool, guys. And you could look at it from a script perspective and say, oh, it's pretty lazy. But, I mean, the the, the guy helming it, I, I, I say this all the time, man. It just comes down to how well you tell that story regardless as to how I guess familiar or treaded it's it is in that way because I think here at the end of the day yeah I mean well I what was the I forgot what the example I pulled up was prior to what it reminded me of but I think at the end of the day like it, it if I'm just I don't know if the story just works for I mean obviously the story works for me but I don't have any issue with the way Denise <laughs> you know that I don't have any issue with the way Denise telling the story man it, it, that's what it comes down to and what Nick was saying about how it's not like, um, I don't know, be, because he's he's telling Dune very strictly, therefore it's not an adaptation. I mean, you could say that about quite literally any filmmaker that yeah. adapts a script. 
A script is the exact same thing in that way, that you're just adapting that into a movie. You read it and you say, okay, how am I going to tell this visually? And it's as simple as that. Yes, but we often talk about this intangible quality of soul, right? Like we we talk about this as though it's something you can touch, but it really isn't. And it's not something that you can teach in film school. It's not something no. that you can get without getting on a set and filming a movie with other people. Yeah. Right, and it mm -hmm. can come through a performance or through a director's camera work or a cinematography or whatever. Yeah, and you, you know, what I mean? like that is an intangible quality that can only come by accident. And I, I don't, yeah, like sorry, you know, again, to me, this I'm just looking at this from the perspective of an outsider here. I'm I'm not looking at this from the perspective of someone that loves this story. Mm -hmm. it, it it comes across as. You know, a guy hitting all of the beats that you're supposed to hit and explaining everything away through, uh, I would say, at times, kind of ham-fisted exposition. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little too harsh. And I, I thought like, they that's managed just not, to... That's kind of why fantasy isn't my vibe, right? <laughs> yeah. There's always an exclusionary element to these stories. Like, I feel yeah. the exact same way about the Hobbit movies, right? Like, they those are to, films... They have to tell you about the world. Yes. Yeah, they have to, to set it up so right. to know and, where and, you are, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I just that. don't have the fucking patience. I, right. I don't have the patience and it doesn't interest me. It doesn't intrigue me. It doesn't, it doesn't give me anything. And there is a version of the story that I think is really compelling that is maybe of a smaller scale and like doesn't, you know. I don't think Dune can be a small scale. It is inherently it like. Why not? I mean, why not do a fucking Rosencrantz and Guildenstern in this in this world? You know what I mean? Like the no, it well, is no. possible, right? There I are just don't other think ways this story into is, stories. I mean, that's like, that's like saying like, let's. I mean, and this might sound like a very, uh, you know, pompous, whatever nonsense, but that's like saying, let's take the Bible and just make it like a uh, fucking like a buddy cop film. I don't know. It just <laughs> well, doesn't but, but work. That, well, that's a great example, though, because you can't make the Bible into one movie, but you can tell each well, individual story in the Bible. In but that's different kind ways. of the problem with Dune, As too. So it's many very films have long. done over the past. Right. No, there have been allegorical the tellings of like Noah's Ark and Adam and Eve. Like that's a perfect example, though. There are riffs on those stories. One well, and, have and look at all the sci fi films out there that have riffed on Dune, even though it hasn't had a good movie of it existed yet. Like, well, I don't know. Star Wars is pretty damn good yeah I, but but, but it's better than the vast majority of star wars movies it riffs, it, no, it's it not better than the dune. original star wars give know. me that second dune movie it might be well, <laughs> oh, this is the thing right i i do God. think that inherently you always take it too far i'm not kidding I, but whatever you movie, movie, movies movies look have who's that. talking i hate it when you say that look who's hold talking on. hold on <laughs> movies have a fixed length right yeah yes books yes. books don't sure dune is a long fucking book you know, sure. it's yeah. just it, make it a I, miniseries. Then I think they should have actually. They have. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. But... No, I, I honestly think it yeah. plays better as a show than it does as a movie. That's Thank you. This is I where I might agree. Thank yes, you. It, All it right. Probably Isn't that what I said? Isn't that what I fucking said at the beginning of this? I'm like, this, and this is going to end up being this is going <laughs> to end up being a seven hour movie, essentially. Yeah, yes, basically. Yeah, because Which it's is whatever, you know. Do an HBO show. You have more yes. patience. I mean, you can end on like weird endings like that. You can take mm -hmm. the time to set up these characters. Yeah. Like the audience will go with you if you give them time. I think that's one of the reasons that I love Game of Thrones as compared to other fantasy uh, movies and, and stuff like that. Like, yeah, and, and, and I think it, there are just I think there are the just time. there are just financial and whatever other Hollywood constraints that this re this movie would not be made as a show. For something, make one, not, make one Denise season. Denise not doing a show. 
Uh, I don't know. He might. If you Chalamet's have probably the- not doing a show. Probably not. No. Uh, Jason Momoa is probably not doing a show again. He's got Aquaman and shit going on. Zendaya is not doing a show. You might get Brolin. Sure, he could. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you might get like, Brolin. I want. I, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about some of the things I didn't like about the movie. I actually, okay. I do want to spend this time. So, uh, okay. Um, so I, I think that's all I had to say about that. Did I have anything else that I wanted to say? <laughs> uh, I had, let me just check my notes. I have little other things, but uh, yeah, we'll get to I, I also really quick I, now, <laughs> but that, that's sort of I, I noticed you two, you two, yeah. it's like, you don't even spend time talking about the movie. You spend time refuting each other. Like you're in a battle. <laughs> it's so silly to me. It's like, just, well, I have to say, I'm I mean, not trying to, I'm being honest. I'm just trying to be honest, but I'm also like trying to, so it's like, I'm, I'm poking the bear and then like backing away a little bit. Like I'm not, <laughs> well, I'm, Nico's, I'm not it, trying to come out and just be like, I hated it. Cause I know the fucking, thank God he's not in the same room as me. You know? What no, I would say, I'm sure. trying to be yes. delicate. I'm not trying to shit on a thing that everybody loves because apparently a lot of people love it and I'm happy for them. Yeah, yeah, Adam, sorry. I found it chilly though. I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? I mean, yeah. I mean, it just comes down to personal preference because I, I don't right. know. There's, there's, I, there's. You're talking about the soul of a movie, dude. I don't know. There's, there's more in this than probably any movie I've seen this year next to Pig. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of soul in here. I, I that, you can tell that Denis cares about this story. Oh my god. Yeah, as far as like, it, I, it, I don't. Nico, it feels like, like no Peter offense, Jackson I, with. I mean, it feels like Peter Jackson with Lord of the yeah. Rings in a lot of ways. It's the same kind yeah. of thing. Like the guy like, cares about the story. Like, frankly, no, if, I, if I, 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 I get it. No, but I, I feel like that sort of that limited him. It put him in a box. It kind of he was kind of shackled in, and he, as he was doing it because of his loyalty to the story. That's my whole point. That's yeah. that's my whole point. I don't see that there's anything wrong with just adapting the story anyway. I mean, by the way, to rope back to the beginning, yes, I, I don't think I actually said that, yes, this as, is a very faithful adaptation anyway. So to your point, yes, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty faithful. But again, the way it communicates the ideas is not always the same. That's and important. I'm not even asking them to but, change shit. That's not my criticism. My, my criticism is that it feels like they were obligated to hit every point as we're watching it. That, that's my whole point. Is that and if I, and a movie feels that way, if a movie feels like it's following ikea directions in order to assemble <laughs> the, the the piece of furniture like i think you're you're kind of a, a failure of a movie and the ending but, but is the then, most egregious example of it and there there's again good stuff in the middle i think the second act of this movie rules and i think like the the the, the big action sequence the raid on the compound the stuff with paul's father i think that's all really fucking good i think that's um, the best part of like the book too by the way like yeah, i'm actually worried the second part of this is not going to be nearly as exciting because i always really like that first half better it, it just see, it i don't feels know laborious to me it's a laborious exercise and movies yeah, shouldn't that, feel that way yeah but that's you i just i just think this movie like like <laughs> like like zips by dude i don't know but like to, to again to to refute that like, i mean it doesn't hit any every point no i'm just saying it it doesn't hit every point i'm like no it doesn't quite do that is i don't care point. no i don't care though again no. that's not my point that's what not is the your point, point? You i don't understand so what you're saying you're no we're not so in I'm, the weeds to say I don't care that what's this in the movie book. is not for you, Nico. This no, is I so- just care what it feels <laughs> yes. like. I know. I, all I care about is what it feels like. It doesn't matter if they literally yes, hit okay. every point or not. Start I'm with that's that, what it feels like. <laughs> please. <laughs> what does it feel like? Yes, thank you. That's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, he's saying he's Ugh. saying it feels like they're trying to hit every yes. point. Yes, yes, right. That's what he's saying. There you go. No, I, there you go. 
Uh, an Elvis Presley biopic does not show you every single minute of Elvis Presley's uh, life. Obviously, there's some editorialization. Yes, I yes, get yes, not yes. everything is 100% faithful. The point is that this feels too faithful. That's all. Oh, okay. God is that damn. not clear? This is so yeah. funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, am I making sense here? I don't know. <laughs> But okay. okay, go go ahead, go 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 um, off. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna yeah, sit here, no, and so you I, guys I, have your Doom talk. I want to talk. I want to add this to the laundry list of movies that Nico doesn't like because it's like good sci-fi. We have to we have to start by the <laughs> no, way. I hate that good Nico, sci-fi. Actually, hold on a second because I hate sci-fi. <laughs> no, but like Nico likes like strictly dumb sci-fi. It's very interesting. Wow! <laughs> wow! Interesting. Wow! I, L- well, listen, think about it. What? <laughs> well, if we go down the list if we're yeah. in, in the realm of like, like dumb, sci- <laughs> such an asshole. Well, here's, here's, uh, <laughs> here's, I think really what it comes down to, because I, I get, I kind of get what Nico likes and doesn't like about these types of movies. Yeah, yeah. I and understand what it comes too. down to is the fact that there are people like me who loves a story where they tell me useless details about some far off land in the world, about some fucking yeah. race of creatures that I'm never going to see again. I love yep. that shit. And he doesn't. He doesn't yeah, want it. Strip I like, it out. You know what I like? <laughs> I like that shit when like Matt Damon is doing VO about poker hands. Like I like that kind of detail. Like I like jargon. <laughs> no. I like police jargon. Like th- that. That's the sort of detail that I embrace. I. You're right. I don't embrace detail about like fucking ETs from the the planet Sulu or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you want like the the chamber piece version of Dune. You want the the Dune that takes place just in the palace, basically. Correct. Yes. Yeah. That. Yeah. Th- and, God, that sounds so fucking boring. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about some of the shit that I thought was stupid. By the way. Okay. Uh, to and, your and, point, I don't hate sci-fi. By the way, like Arrival, another science fiction movie by Denis Villeneuve, I really like. I think yeah. it's way better than this movie. I, I like. I. I. I think like it. it we it, got it. it okay. What? 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 In terms of like judging this movie, I haven't gotten to like my full thoughts of the movie anyway. And I mean, like to give it a grade feels disingenuous, but I guess we'll get to that. Um, no, it, I, it, I'm okay, but that's stupid. It's stupid that this gets an exception. Like we're not allowed to grade it because there's another movie coming. I just okay, I hate but that. We rail against that in Marvel's case, but though. we don't rail against it here. What's different? Because it's deliberately, it's not doing what, okay, so. I, the Marvel's not deliberate make, when they're like, here's Doctor Strange that you're going to meet in five diff- in five movies from now. Well, here's a taste of Black Panther. Nico, it's totally different. The, the thing that I'm saying, like when, when Tarantino talks about the Kill Bill films and he brings up Kill Bill Volume 1, Kill Bill Volume 2, and he's very insistent that you treat it as one movie. It's true. But it's not. It's not it's not one movie. They are Correct. two very different movies. They are different movies. Yeah. That's not what this is doing. This is very very deliberately saying, "No guys, it's only half of the movie," which is weird. The title card different. is part 1. And it really says Dune nev- part 1. I've never seen this in a theatrical experience before in my life. Yeah. And so that 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 is why I'm saying, "Yes, it's different because it's unlike anything I've ever seen." I hate Even to the- say this, but back to my point earlier, Dune does get the exception every time for me, and I I hate that argument. I hate it. I really do. But Dune is different. I I, I don't, yes. I hate it. I hate it. It makes me mad. 
I, don't think it's that, I really don't think it's that different, guys. I, like, it is. There have been though. movies, but I want plenty you to of read, movies I want have you to done read this. I, I, want I, would, you to read I would love it if you read the book. Yeah. I want guys, you to read Dune, because you'll walk away from it and you'll be like, fuck, Dune's different. Yeah, guys, yes. it is. It really is. Of, plenty of movies have split up the source text before. Plenty mm-hmm. of movies have done that. Like, it's a trend now. Like, every time you do, like, a YA like fantasy series no, you know you're like harry, harry potter, potter. Potter. i know what you're saying you, right i mean this happens I get it. all the time it's not it's and we not, always though. criticize those like we criticized it when harry potter did it we criticized it when harry potter no, did we, it we but. criticized it with hunger games like we've always done this and i stand by the fact that movies are not television when you make a movie you need to end in a point where it's like that the was a sucks. compelling two-hour experience. That's one of the things I want to talk about on this movie that I didn't like is the ending. <sighs> so I'm with you. Like, I just don't think I'm it's fair you. to be like, trust us, there's more coming, even though the movie hasn't been greenlit yet. They keep dancing around the fact that, oh, yeah, we're definitely probably going to do it if Denis wants to do it, but he's kind of mad at us. And, no, they're going to do it. Yeah. No, All right, we got to make sure the box office returns but, are good. Why hasn't it been greenlit? Why is this thing not in production already is what I don't understand. If you're so confident there's going to be another Probably one. COVID. Probably COVID-19. <laughs> I don't know. A little pandemic that struck the world. That if we're talking about like like splitting up a movie, though, I mean, if there's ever been a movie to earn splitting up a movie, God, it's, it's it's just, I'm sorry, it's just Dune. It's such but a it, weak-ass argument. I hate, okay, it, but I hate it, too, but you have to... I, 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 I really, understand, but... I really like, feel dude, that way. We, I strongly we have very had, much feel that way. I, I, I might feel differently if we, haven't, if we hadn't already had a miniseries or a prior Dune movie where they didn't split it up and it was fucking awful. It sucked. I'm sorry if you vibe with that movie, but it's not a good movie. Can I can uh, I can I can I try to explain it a little bit? Like and th- I'm I'm I am really trying to be good faith here. Like Yeah. I really am. Me I, too. I'm always I, good faith. Call me I don't, Nikki Good Faith. I don't like <laughs> disingenuous arguments. I really don't. Yes, I don't like arguing for the sake of trying to win, okay? But Whereas, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings, you have three books and they're all very long and they Mm -hmm. make one movie for one book and they cut out what they need to to make it the appropriate length and make the story flow. Yep. The problem is Dune is very long and there is nothing that you can cut out easily or there, there, it's very, yeah, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's very difficult to take this story and find a good middle point to cut it in half or to rearrange things to make it flow because it's just not structured that way. The story is well, structured differently in a thank way you. that actually just makes it difficult to tell in three yeah. hours. I'm not joking. To, no, but th- this is exactly yes. I that's what it's, it comes down to. It's a frustrating book. It's a frustrating book. The the bigger thing way. more than anything, even over just the the in the never ending voiceover in that book. The problem yeah. is that the book's structure is bizarre. Like you yes. again, like like there are things in the book that first of all like you have to cut out in a movie or that might be important in the book but you I can understand from a filmmaker's perspective how okay, we need to rush things along. But then there are other things that are not in the book where you're like as a filmmaker it's like, "Oh my god, w- w- why isn't that in 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 the book? We have to put this in the movie." Like the arrival on Arrakis. That's not really in the book. It's just like next chapter, boom, we're at Arrakis. 
it's like <laughs> that's not something as a filmmaker that you're going to take too kindly. So you have to spend time showing the ships come down and it's and you get the the, the weight of the, how different this move is and what the characters feel about the planet as they first get there. All these things like as a director, you're like, oh, we got to show that. But then you spend time doing that and you're like, oh, wait, there's a banquet scene. Are we going to be able to do the banquet scene? No. All right. I guess we got to cut it out. So, yes. Yeah, it's it, it's just so it's difficult. I, I, I hate the argument that like Dune is different, but it is. It just is. I it mean, is di- yes. And it's I'm not really, trying to no. say when I say Dune is different, I'm not trying to say Dune gets a pass. That's not what I'm trying to say. Right. And that's that's what that's where I'm coming from with this. I'm not trying to say, oh, let's give Dune a pass because I love the story so much. No, it's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying Dune is a, just it's it's fucking strange it's different than other things (laughs) and it's not like something where the conventional rules apply super easily they just don't don't. they seemingly don't apply in the book yes so the most conventional thing about it is yeah i think that's the best way i've ever explained it because i've struggled to explain this for a year and a half now (laughs) no no frankly (laughs) frankly the most conventional thing about dune is that it's a hero's journey and that's kind of where it starts and ends because even with the hero's journey element, they take that and they rape the shit out of it deliberately to say, like, look at how fucked up the hero's journey is, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So. so I want to talk about some of the stupid shit. Now, finally, please. OK. okay. Yes. All right. I'll get out because of it. Go ahead. There's this. Um, this is one of those things that works better in a book. And then when you actually put it on the screen and you see it, you're like, uh, this looks dumb is when. Yeah rockets are blaring destroying all of the ships and then you just have men running in with swords oh yeah <laughs> it's it funny so isn't it yeah. stupid yeah it's, it's interesting like, for sure this is what makes space fantasy like this is the reason that um fantasy nerds and sci-fi nerds are so polarized is because like you mix the two and it's like i just don't get this i don't get the appeal like i could see the fantasy people being like why is shit blowing up in the background i don't like this like let them fight and then i could see the sci-fi nerds being like why don't they have a gun well yeah, it's exactly. it's also it's just a matter of like choreography too and like keeping track of shit it's like for example the, the am i like watching final, the background or am i watching yeah, well the final season of yeah. game of thrones it's like why do i care about these two people fighting with swords on the ground when there's a dragon burning down a right. palace upstairs right you mm-hmm. know um but if i will compliment the movie in, in the in the same spot that you're criticizing it i think like that's what <laughs> denis does incredibly well i think that's like his greatest gift is his ability to shoot the big without losing track of the small that's true that's true um yep. and, and that's like does that well Right, I'm that, just saying what, from like a from a viewer's perspective, it looks very silly. Yeah, I I, I think like well, again, Blade, Blade so Runner different. does this well. Arrival does this incredibly well. I think mm-hmm. Arrival does this better than any of his other movies. Arrival might be the movie, by the way, man. Arrival might be that one. I, like the the more I think about it, I always thought that it was Sicario, but like oh my god, you do Arrival no. kind of rules, man. Arrival's it's, good. I'm I'm not kidding because I went back with all of his other films. Like it honestly is Blade Runner, and it's not. It's like get get rid of the other. I, I arrivals get rid the, one of the dro- other ones. Like, like no, I love the other ones, but Arrival's the one that dropped down the most for me. See, I that's think, so funny because I when I rewatch it, it, it rose a lot for me. No, no, it actually. Because the first time I'm watching it, I'm like when Renner at the end says, "Let's make a baby." I'm like, "Oh fucking look at this sci-fi horse shit." I would actually, for me, it dripped dramatically. I mean. Or Blade Runner's risen so much that I think it's my favorite film of the 2010s over Mad Max. Oh my gosh. I mean, uh, sorry, but 
Oh my god. Adam, take no, a minute. Like, wipe wipe the ejaculate off of yourself. Just <laughs> can you take a second? Because it's kind of distracting. Please I do have clean this up. Pillow on me. Yeah. Please um, clean up. Uh, my, my jack off pillow. <laughs> <laughs> no, like uh, why is arrival great? It's that shot that we always talk about, Adam, of Amy Adams running her finger on the alien spaceship. It's like that's a giant ship, but we're never losing sight of the fact that it's a real thing that you can touch. And oh, that's yeah. the thing here. Like those giant fucking asshole snakes, the sandworms, they do look like assholes, by the way. Right. If I'm the first person, I can't be the first person to say this. Probably not. I think most people have compared them to eyeballs, but that's no, they fine. look like anuses. They look like anuses. Um, Especially when it closed its mouth. Like, oh, yeah. But when that snake approaches and like the sand starts shaking or like that scene where the little mouse is just hopping around the planet and they emerge like like that. That's what Denis does in a nutshell. Right. He mm -hmm. puts little objects next to big ones. Unlike someone like Zack Snyder or Michael Bay, for example, who just enjoy watching gods punch each other. Um, the, he's a filmmaker that l never loses sight of perspective. And that's yeah. why he's frankly the only person that should be making movies like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, that, yeah. this is this goes back to where I feel like the ending was like maybe not the best place to end because when they said the movie was going to end with the Jameis fight, I didn't think they meant literally. I thought they meant that's like, you know, is. the Jameis fight and then we'll tie up a few things. No, sure. <laughs> that's what <laughs> no. I, you know, like, oh, the Jameis yeah, exactly. fight and then we'll, you know, then we'll, oh, you know, now he's part of the Fremen and we'll call him Wadib maybe at some point. No, 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 no. No, that's literally where it ends. It's definitely jarring. Yeah, I agree. And, and just to it kind of bothered me that at the end they show this brief little scene of someone else riding a sandworm. Like, don't. Don't do teaser. that. That's a teaser. If you're not, not going to, like, give me that, don't don't give me even a taste of it. That's I'm a little. call a tease, Nick. Yeah. Mm. Next movie, they'll be riding those sandworms. And, and so, yeah. And that was, like, exactly right there where I'm kind of like, really? Mm -hmm. Don't do yeah. that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't think it's perfect in that sense. I think it is unfortunate, but also kind of, again, necessary to split it up into two movies. Yes, I agree. But I wouldn't honestly, I wouldn't want it any other way when they said they were splitting it up into two movies. I was very, very, very happy. This is a guy uh, who hates long movies, by the way. Yeah, but the, the but make a five hour movie. <laughs> yeah. Again, the notion of, you no, know, it's funny enough. Like I was I was so sh shocked by how quickly the ending came that I was ready to sit there for like another hour. I would have watched another hour of this easily. Easily. I think, I think, I think you did, didn't you? You rewatched it. Yes, movie. I did. I, I want to put this out there. Anyone who has not seen Dune in theaters, don't. Wait <laughs> three years. I'm not joking. Yeah. Wait three years. Go to theaters. Watch part one, part two, because that's how they're going to show it in IMAX. Yeah. That yep. is the way yeah. to watch this movie. Right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. No, honestly, honest to God, which is, again, the ending is, I mean, it is a point of change for Paul. Like I said, the, the whole but notion again, with the end. But again, it's too subtle. That's my point. It's too subtle because it's supposed to be, it's the end of the it movie, subtle, Adam. Yeah. It's the end yeah. of the movie. And you watch it. And if you don't know what you're looking for, you're like, huh? It, well, again, I don't care. I don't care. I know you don't. I, but I do. <laughs> Well, like, I don't care, like, Nico. No, but this is that. Then look harder is what I'm saying. You uh, know, it's it's yeah. not that. No, it's, I, I get it. My, it's my fault. It's not the my, movie's <laughs> fault to make me feel something. It's my fault. Uh, no, my my issue is that like like I don't like it when people make the argument that it's like not there when it very clearly is to me. 
You know, so it's like as as long as you see it, then fine. And I saw it and felt. And more importantly, do you feel it? Yeah, you're wearing. You're like fucking uh, Roddy Roddy Piper, and and they live. And you got That's the exactly glasses right. on. You got the sunglasses on, and you can see all the aliens. You're like, how do you not see this, you idiot? And I'm reading. I'm like, that that magazine says obey on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nico, <laughs> you're boring me. You're boring me. <laughs> no, I just think like you're. Yeah, I, I don't know. You're defending know, for, the movie for what's a little supposed too to hardcore. Be, for what's supposed to be, I feel like the big climax, the big change, the the point of the first two and a half hours that we've been watching. I feel like they didn't sell it hard enough. And yeah, you can rewatch it three times and get it. But I, I just, I, I feel like that is asking a little much of the audience, especially since it is very long. I do think that anybody who has liked the story of Dune before will go into this very happy. And I think that anybody yeah. who watches part one and part two back to back will have a great time. Yeah. I suspect. Yeah. But we haven't seen part two yet. It could be a total bomb. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, what, what other like little Dune criticisms did you have? Dune related criticisms. I mean, if we're talking about, again, if we're talking about changes, there are legitimate scenes that I think would have helped the movie out tremendously if they were there. I don't care how, quote unquote, slow they would have been. You sort of needed it, like the, the, the handling of Yui. I was like, where is the, we desperately needed more setup with him and like the way he feels about the Harkonnens and his wife. I felt like the handling of that was very sudden and like, again, I knew what was happening, but everyone else is going to be like, where the fuck did this come from? You know, just the fact that, oh, by the way, the Harkonnens have my wife and I need to betray you now to get my wife back, even though we had no indication of that prior. And I just Mm -hmm. think from a storytelling perspective, it would have helped to have give the audience some semblance of what's happening with this guy before it's a little bit like that in the book though too it's a little bit there are there are a couple conversations prior to let you know that okay yui's dealing with something horrible and and yui hates the harkonnens as well he hates the harkonnens yeah it's just where in this it feels like he just suddenly betrays them but he's also like but here's a tooth and it's like yes it's like okay okay weird but fine so that's like a little bit of story that would have been quite helpful to do this uh, a, a little more organically, shall we say. It also does feel like they're on Arrakis for all of 24 hours before they're fucking eradicated. <laughs> Whereas like they're there for months. It's quick. It's quick. You know? In, in, in the in, Yeah, in the book it's a little bit so that's, different. So maybe where... that's where I was coming from. We're saying like this movie felt quick. Like things were just moving. Boom, boom, whoa. Well, well, it's it for me anyway. It's not just the fact that it was quick, but like I mean, the difference between this and the book is like that. Like first half is very slow, like slow, mm-hmm. and it's like it, it's because the entire first half of the book feels like the Atreides house is looking over their shoulder. It's very dark and ominous, and you like you're, you're sort of peeking out behind corners, wondering if this guy's gonna come and stab you. Whereas this is like. The Atreides ha- is under tremendous pressure to g- get things going, so that's how the, the 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 feeling of anxiety is translated in in the movie. Like the first half, the general mood is not exactly the same as the book, even though it accomplishes the spirit similarly. The feeling that the Atreides house is going through is is much different, and I think it's that anxiety and that pressure to get things going again that made it feel a lot faster for me. So, yeah, there's my spiel. <laughs> so yeah want to, want to talk about the performances oh yeah I like the performances alright I want to I start like with yeah. Batista let's oh, good fun, a place as any I love it yeah 
Batista rules, dude. He's kind of just doing the Drax thing a little bit, but that's fine. Sort of. Like, I kind of feel like, I don't know if people are doing this, because I'm not even sure there's enough names on the list, but if you were to do the power rankings of professional wrestlers turned actors, like, Batista for me has lapped the field so many fucking times. It, like, he's oh, yeah. so far ahead of the pack. Even The Rock. Everybody he's else. ahead of The Rock now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How did that happen, though? Why? It, it happened the second fucking Drax the Destroyer walked onto the screen. It's like it's yeah. over. It's I remember a wrap, like Batista's dude. first movies compared to like The Rock's first movies. The problem is The Rock hasn't moved. The, no, The Rock yeah, can yeah, make yeah, that's a good f- point. fucking 10 more Jumanjis and he's not even going to get in the same stratosphere as Batista. No, nope. He's awesome in these movies. He, I, my favorite, I mean, I think this has probably got to be the best like bit of him in this movie is when he walks up to his uncle. And he walks in and he's talking quietly. And then he just starts screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Like mid-sentence. Uncle! How could they do this to us? <laughs> it was awesome. I mean. Yeah, I loved it. Really great. What a delight. Yeah. Um, I felt all in all most of this cast had very little to do. If I <sighs> There's a lot of people and it feels like not enough time, huh? I feel like a lot of them were under Sort of. I feel like yeah. a lot of them were underserved. Uh, I don't think anybody was bad. I don't think anybody was miscast. No. This is one of the but. things I actually hate, though, about big blockbuster movies with the yeah. big cast is they just they pull in all these big names and I feel like they're not utilizing them as well. I'd rather you get people I've never seen. And that's actually well, one of the things that I think the new Star Wars series did so well. As much as I don't like the new Star Wars trilogy, they pulled in basically nobody's. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, Oscar Isaac was probably the biggest name. Right. And I, yes, I, I liked that choice. And I liked that they gave these actors like, you know, some time to shine and like to prove themselves, you know, mm-hmm. where whereas this like you're pulling in Jason Momoa and. Oh, know, Jason Momoa is great in this. He's great. But I feel no, like, I, you know, I could have watched I, the whole movie with him. I could have watched I mean, the whole movie with him. He's barely in it. I mean, for his limited well, screen time, I think he's very yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's unfortunate. It's yeah. I mean, I'm, could, if it, the actor's happy to be in it, I'm happy for them. I'm happy that I'm I got to watch it. Happy for their it. bank accounts. I'm happy for their yeah, their, yeah, you uh, know. their agents. Absolutely. Yeah. And very happy. They were great. I, I really don't think anybody was bad in this movie. No. I, just I thought Rebecca that. Ferguson could have spoke up a little bit. A few that, scenes, sure. Yeah. Was that was that Paul's mother? Yeah. Yeah. Jessica. I, I, yeah. Pardon. A lot of whispering going on. A lot yes, of like Nolan-y whispering going on. <laughs> An- another <laughs> criticism of the Dune story is how it treats its female characters. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. And I would I, I this is like one of those things that like they criticize a lot of stories for is like, oh, the way they treat the women. Dune is very guilty of uh, all of the female characters are like they're just there. They're, they're more of a metaphor. They're there to serve a purpose, like a plot point, not a character. They're not a character. Jessica's think not that's a character. the case with Jessica. Yeah, I'm not sure that I never felt that that to be. Do you know what she's there for, Adam? She's there to have a baby later right she's a she's a witch prostitute is that what she is no 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 she is leto's concubine meaning she is like his wife but he didn't so they explain this really well in the books but he um doesn't marry her for political purposes him being single benefits them politically because the potential for marriage is right, better because he mm-hmm. says like I wish I married you, but like right, that yes. to me it sounded like it was almost like this forbidden love, like she was like the, that was like a bastard In, well, child. And, it kind of is. You could yeah. read it that way, yeah. It kind of is, it, but 
Yeah, because she's his girlfriend, the, dude. That's all. Yeah. You need. she's his girlfriend. Okay. He is fa- to... he is faithful to her, and she's faithful to him. <laughs> Very faithful. He's not going after any of those Fremen ladies in the yeah, desert, okay. is he? Unlike right. Paul, who again later with yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, same with Zendaya. Like you know, all of these characters are probably not going to be utilized. I mean, I'm Denise is making efforts to, uh, I guess address that issue. Sure. Yeah, I I thought yeah. Rebecca Ferguson had a pretty meaty role in this, all things considered. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the, the movie, it for a while there, it's about parentage, and then at the end, they kind of abandon it. But, like, you know, the, a lot of the trailers showed shots of, like, Chalamet and Zendaya standing next to each other, but really, it's a two-hander with him and Ferguson. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, again, that's why I kind of wish, like, why isn't the Oscar Isaac death the climax of the movie? Like, why doesn't it end with sort of, like, the father's death and the passing of the torch? And, like, you know, why why isn't it more, like, familial? Like, why, why are we, like, getting into all of these, like, sort of, like, you know, all this Fremen stuff? Um, at least now. I mean, you know, you can save that for the next movie. Because I feel like that's that's the through line. I don't fucking care when he runs into Zendaya at the end, but I kind of do care when Oscar Isaac dies. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say that he had a particularly meaty role either. Like, I feel like he was kind of limited too. Um, let's talk about Chalamet. Uh, I think he's good. Well, yep. I think he's fine. Uh, you know, he has this theater kid thing that it's like, if you utilize it right, it works. Um, a lot of this movie is just him kind of pouting and him being a sad sort boy. of. And like, mm. I, I, again, I felt like he was really limited by, by this script. I kind of feel like he has another gear in him that he didn't quite click into. <laughs> Did you like him in this? Me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't expect much different from the character of Paul. So I was like, cool. I mean, as far as balancing the, I'm, I could be a charismatic leader, but there's also something very off about me. But I can't quite put my finger on what it is. I think he uh, uh, pulled that off very, very well. And I mean, Chalamet is just inherently charismatic no matter what. Um, I don't mind a version of Chalamet where he has to go a little muted because he's never quite done that before. So cool. Aside from maybe, I guess, Lady Bird, but that's a very small role. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm perfectly okay with this, you know, for 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 what it's supposed to be, I guess, you know. I mean, like I said, it just comes down to I didn't expect much different from Paul Atreides. So, yeah, I mean, one of the things I've criticized in the past with with the telling of the Dune story is sort of how do you express all of the things that are going on in the character's head because so much of the story is the character's thoughts. Yes. Uh, and he, he does pretty well at this. I think that his facial expressions are not overly telling in a way that would be, you know, like, uh, different from the book, but enough that you can follow what's going on in his head. Yeah. I thought so too. He's a, he's a very thoughtful actor and a very, you know, he, so I was not worried about Chalamet getting into this. That being said, like, yeah, is he like, um, you know, he's the lead. Is he like this? crazy compelling like leader type not really all the time but i don't think he's meant to be well it, the first half of the story you don't right. get that out of paul really at all it takes a while for paul to really come into that character and honestly he doesn't do it until he kills Jameis, i suppose yeah um so and to your point interestingly enough this is one of my favorite things about this particular adaptation is that if you're gonna adapt dune you you have you, unfortunately for the screen you sort of have to sacrifice a lot of that 
you know, internal voiceover. But you mm-hmm. can capitalize on the cerebral qualities of the book by having so much of the this story sort of be, I, I suppose, pushed through Paul's visions. And you can still kind of uh, harness a lot of that mood and a lot of that strangeness that, you know, makes this world so compelling and the story so intriguing. So I was really happy with that. Uh, Skarsgård is just doing Brando in this. He's just doing Apocalypse Now Brando. Uh, he yeah, was I fun. I loved him in this, actually. It's one he, of my f- favorite performances. Might here. have been my favorite performance besides Momoa. I think I, I put Momoa number one, but I think he might be number two for me. Like, he's he's really hamming it up as that, like, giant space slug. And, and I dug it. it it's it's real, like, late period <laughs> I can't Brando. figure out your, 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 your plethora for ham, dude. Didn't felt hammy at all to me. Aside from the makeup. You don't think he's hamming it up? No. Skarsgård? <laughs> No, Stellan Skarsgård. We're talking about. Yeah, you I was think like, it was it, Hammy. It was, no, no. <laughs> to me, it was anything but Hammy. I was actually surprised by that. I can never figure out your threshold for Ham. <laughs> Interesting. Well, yeah. well, he's I've never, never, he's I've never, never tried him. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Oh yeah, there you go. I don't know exactly I, I, what it tastes like. That might be part of the problem. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that the all of the Harkonnens have just inherited alopecia. I don't know why, but you know that's cool. That was an interesting detail. By the way, Nick, what the hell was that spider thing? I still can't figure this out. Which spider thing? The pet remember spider. in the scene? Yeah, they have the pet spider oh. thing. The fuck was uh, that? It wasn't a guild navigator. No, it definitely was not. No, it was. Um it, that was actually, I believe, within the books. Um, I don't know why they included it in the movie. It was like really? Piter, Piter's um, little like spy thing that he oh. would use to like listen into shit. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. It was, it, I think it was like very, I don't know, not important. I feel like it was in the mm-hmm. books. I'm not 100% sure, but I not important. Also, Piter, I, can we talk about that? How okay. I don't mind that they kind of cut him out of the movie. This is what I'm talking about, Lawyers. Like, I felt the movie was doing a very good job at balancing the screen time for the characters and yeah. giving them something to do for that first half. I mean, obviously, there are characters that are going to get waned out because they die, you know? So, obviously, you're not going to see much of Oscar Isaac because he dies, and same with Jason Momoa. But I thought they used them as well as they possibly could with the time that they were given. Because if I'm being honest, even if they did a miniseries, there wouldn't have been a tremendous amount more maybe with those characters, I guess. Well, in a miniseries, but this is the freedom that a miniseries allots you. can add. A movie wouldn't. You can add, yeah, 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 sure. You can do a Oscar Isaac or whoever's playing that character bottle episode. You can do an episode just from that perspective, right? Yeah. You can do a Momoa episode. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas here, it's, again, they kind of feel like chess pieces that need to be moved around the board in the exact right way. Um, you know, like, uh, yeah, I stand by the fact that should have been a TV show. I just stand by it. Just yeah. HBO could have just done it as a series. And if it does well, great. We can make a second season. There's more books. And if not, whatever, call it a series. Say that it was always supposed to be a mini series. No, you could make Emmys, it as a TV series. series. Yeah. I don't even disagree with that, but they yeah. have made a TV series is all I'm saying. So it's like, you know, yeah, but like, and it's I, good. Yeah, I, okay. I like the TV series. So, yeah. uh, no, I mean I don't have. I, it's it's fine again if you want to do that as long as they're moved well and their it's a, their their performances and their characters are compelling, which to me they all are. Um, but yeah, I do agree. The use of Piter is strangely limiting. I mean, even well, so, just in a con- yeah. So let me let me, let me Piter, movie. 
Piter is um, the Baron's uh, uh, the the skinny guy with like the purple lip that was helping the Baron who got killed by the poison. Oh yeah, yeah. David uh, something. Dismulsion. Dismulsion. Yeah. yeah, from yeah. yeah. So he's a great actor. Love that. Guy. And yes. he plays really creepy characters. Piter is a very creepy character. Didn't get a lot of screen time. And in the books, uh, in the way that we were kind of saying, like Zendaya's character is like kind of narrating in a lot of ways you actually kind of get that from the perspective of the baron they cut between the baron and what's actually happening in the story and the baron kind of fills in some of the gaps by telling you his plans yeah by telling the viewer or the reader his plans to piter Mm -hmm. and uh piter and him are working together and scheming and stuff you don't really get a lot of that in this uh which is fine but um, again, it feels like a waste of that actor because he could have played a mean, scary piter. Yeah. You, you know? get just, you get just enough and that's, that's fine. And it's it, but there's definitely, you know, I'm not even sure to, you ever even mind. hear his name in the movie though. No, I don't think you do, which I found, like, found so I want to hear the Baron go like piter. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he yeah. did in the books all the time. When I was listening to audiobook. <laughs> piter. It, da- David Dismulchin dies horribly in every single movie he's in. He really by does, the way, doesn't he? Every movie, like, like, because he was in, he's in two other films by Denis, and he die has horrible deaths in those as well. Prisoners and Blade Runner, right? Uh, Blade Runner, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. he's always dying. Poor guy. Uh, suicide suicide squad. squad, sure. Yeah, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, That's the only thing he day. doesn't die in is uh, the Dark Knight, I guess. But you know. He's tortured in a way. He doesn't die in that movie? No, no. Uh, Harvey Dent threatens to kill him, but doesn't, you know. Yeah, he flips the coin. That's right. He does. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the crazy yeah. guy that got, yeah. That's his yeah. first role. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's his first role? Yeah. Wow. He's I become like. like oh, yeah. He's become like the the new great that guy in movies, which I love. I love a that guy. <laughs> yeah, look at that. 2008. He was in an episode of ER right after that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, That's no, I um yeah, he's in Ant-Man too. I mean, he's in uh he's in Twin Peaks. He's in the the, the third season of Twin Peaks. Uh plays a pit boss. Yeah, I like that guy. Um score. Can we talk about the score? Yeah, sure. Unusual, unusual and wonderful. I was listening to the music. I told you guys I didn't really watch any of the trailers for the movie, but I did listen to the soundtrack before the movie came out. It's a damn delight. Yes, it is. Thought it was a little much. You did? Oh, don't go see it in, don't go see it in IMAX. (laughs) No, it's funny. It's so funny you say that though, Nico, because when I saw it in, in IMAX, that was my first thought. I was like, Oh my God, there's a lot of score here. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of s- scenes that just don't need it. And then I saw it at home. I'm like, oh, much better. There it okay. is. It, it was I like the perfect look. Yeah, it, it was like, okay, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, thank you. So uh, Richard Brody at the New Yorker wrote his review um, about this movie last week. And, um, you know, Richard Brody sometimes a bit of a take lord when it comes to his movie reviews. And he basically tried to argue that Lynch's Dune was better than this Dune. And I will not go there. I'm not going there. I'm not going to even dip my toe into those waters. What I will say is that the one thing that David Lynch's Dune gets right is the score. And I think Toto's score in the original Dune was better than Hans Zimmer's score here. No, 
That <laughs> that is that is as far as down no, the down the rabbit hole of hot no, takes. No, no, I love Toto. This, this was Toto this was too, but bigger. Rolls. I don't know. If, yeah, have some I, uh, balls, Adam. Stand up no, for Toto. I like. Bless it, I the like it, down it, in Africa with me. Yeah. Well, I don't care. Whatever <laughs> for that song. Whatever. Oh, uh, boy. No. Yeah. I'm just like not there with you at all. Are you one yeah, of those people th- who doesn't like Africa? Really? Yeah, I don't like that song. You're a bad person. Uh, You're yeah, a bad whatever. person. I li- the uh, the continent is cool. <laughs> I like I like zebras and crocodiles and get lions down and on stuff. your knees and kiss <laughs> the fucking feet of Toto <laughs> and repent for what you just said. Toto fucking rules. Yeah, no, Toto definitely. Toto slaps. But you know what? Yeah. Though? I like both scores, and I think they. I think they I give do. vastly different moods. I think that yes. Lynch yes, does yes, know yes. how to work with music, but I, or you know, I think Denis does too. Lynch is just um, interested in different shit. I mean, that's yeah. the problem with Dune. Is the problem Lynch is just well, not interested. Lynch is interested. In the Lynch was that not I'm interested. In. He was not interested in Frank Herbert's Dune. No, like he did not give a shit. Yeah, I don't know if that's true, guys. It's not a Lynch film. Can we just it, like get yeah, rid of this? Sure it's it not a fucking Lynch film. Even he is. doesn't. Even David Lynch doesn't think it's a Lynch film. Okay. Well, no. So yeah, he didn't have full freedom to do whatever he wanted. Really. Yeah, which yeah, is, but there's some Lynchiness in it, though. I just don't agree with that. There's I, some elements of it, that. but if very you watch few the movie elements. Blind, you could guess that David Lynch directed it. Could he, you? God, I. Okay. He he does better making his own shit though from scratch, for sure. Yes, no question. I'm not arguing yeah. that it's a good movie, but but. Yeah, so I, I don't know if he's ever really. I, I think there's a reason he's never done another adaptation of anything. You know, as I was hearing this Hans Zimmer score, Adam, you're gonna hate me. I, man, I can't believe I'm poking the very even more. But I'm watching this thing, and I'm like, man, why doesn't Adam like Nolan as much as I do? Because I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, the heavy-handed score, the like, the the. The sort of like puzzle box because it took me down this rabbit hole. Like a lot of Denise movies are like puzzle box movies. A lot of them have like a lot of grandeur, but they're also pretty self serious. There's not a ton of oh, humor yeah. in them. Oh, yeah. I know that like you know Nolan movies are a little overwritten. That's your whole criticism as him as a writer. But in terms of vibe, like they're very similar filmmakers that way. I know like one edits a lot more, uses more handheld. Denise is more like wide in terms of scope and takes his time. I, like I get all that, but like. There's a lot of like similarities between the two of them and the Hans Zimmer score here in particular, the sort of overbearing nature of it. It's like, wow, this kind of feels like a Nolan movie. Uh, and I, it, I was, I don't know. That's a conversation for, I don't think day, it felt like a Nolan movie, but I, I get what you mean in some ways. Like the you know vibe. Yeah. The vibe. But also like the I'm, way that they structure their movies, like Denis, like, you know, the ending of prisoners at the ending of arrival, like that, those are such like Nolan endings. Like the 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 sort of yeah. the way that all of his like movies are mysteries wrapped in an enigma. Um, they can like make they a mean movie of, together if they could get along long enough to finish a movie. Well, they could. <laughs> they do get along. They do like no, each I'm, other. I'm That's not sure how they would be filming together. Well, the the two of them are they they have uh, mutual love for the same thing, and that is themselves. Yeah. Sure. I'm just I'm just I'm not saying that they don't get along. I'm just saying if they were to make a movie together, they would probably have a lot of disagreements and arguments. Yeah. While they, just, the movie. They, Maybe. they they love themselves a lot both uh yeah i don't know read the statement that nolan put out after the warner thing and then read the statement Denis put out there they're mm-hmm. you I can't did. you can't separate the i mean they're exactly the same <laughs> they're exactly the I, same statement 
their their storytelling's widely different. And as far as mood, no. I mean, I don't think Nolan has much of a mood when he makes movies. They're just oh, Nolan has a mood. Stop it. Nolan has a vibe. I mean, you can't say Nolan doesn't have a vibe. If you want to say that the vibe moves too fast, whatever. But okay, it's a vibe. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> no, man, no, no, no vibe from from Nick. A how do film. I do this every week with this guy? How do I? At, I, I at some point, you just gotta. You how know, do I do this? At some I point, you never guys, understand. You guys just gotta say, "Not for me." That's all. You know, rather yeah, than trying no, to I mean, win I've the said, argument. <laughs> I've said that before with with Nolan. Very much not for me. I, I don't. I don't get it. And as far as vibe, I don't think I've I think you're vibed crazy. With it. But that's. Fine. I've never, I haven't vibed with a Nolan <laughs> film in a very long time. So there's that. Aside from Insomnia, the Prestige. Have you seen the Prestige? Yeah, I love the Prestige. It's my oh, favorite Nolan. That's film. my favorite Aside from Nolan maybe film. Insomnia. The Prestige yeah. is so good. Yes, it's great. It's fantastic. Oh. Oh, but the Prestige yeah. is like the puzzle box movie. Yes. Yeah, but that is a puzzle. Like I don't know what I, I don't know if Denise ever made a puzzle box movie. That's where I. Disagree. Right? There's there's yeah. mysteries, but like like the to a me prisoners and like the prestige are like the same vibe in a lot of ways. Hundred percent. What? There's a little bit of different. There's a little bit of difference. Prisoners in the prestige. Yeah, prisoners 100%. is a little more. It's a little more no guys. Uh, depressing. It's a little more depressing than the prestige for sure. But yeah, vibe. but like they don't feel the same at all. Uh, what the, are you talking about? No, the vibe. <laughs> Adam. The vibe is not the no, same. I, I'm, 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 well, it's for me, it's more the types of stories, I think. It's the types the of types stories. The types of stories. Tackle. What do you mean? Yeah. High concept. Prisoners is a similar type of like uh, Nolan film? It's very I don't know. I, it's I would it's like Insomnia. It's a lot like Insomnia. It's closer to Insomnia, but like what else? I don't know. I, I uh, The story is, but it doesn't. I mean, Insomnia is a frenetic, crazy movie. Whereas, like, maybe it's maybe I'm not talking the about mood. pace. I'm not talking about pace here. I mean, I think yeah, maybe it's more the, lingering the on mood pace I'm in. Maybe it's more the mood I'm in when I want to watch it. Yeah, I, I, you Prisoners know? is like a really melancholy, slow, and like aggressive movie that oh, yeah. is that, that 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 just sometimes abandons plot in a way that. <laughs> Nolan never would abandons plot for just the, to take time to just watch fucking Hugh Jackman beating the shit out of somebody. You I know? know? I don't know. I'm kind of okay with that. Know. I don't know. No, that's fine. I'm not saying it's plotless, Nico. I didn't say that. I'm just saying there are times like in most. Nolan Denis is films, a little plot heavy. Nolan there is a little plot heavy. There are more similarities there than you are willing to admit, my friend. And You're, certainly in Nolan? terms of. Certainly in terms of the sort of like epic grandeur of their movies yeah, that's and also true. the like real self-seriousness. Neither yeah, of them I agree have with a that. sense of humor. Let's be fair. Neither of them are particularly funny or like introspective filmmakers. I would, that's say okay. this mo- I would say this movie's funnier than literally every Nolan film. <laughs> Is it, did you laugh in this? Was this funny I, at I, all? There are scenes that where you chuckle like like when they're giving the water what? for a Stilgar. Like, like for example, like there's a there's a scene in the book where uh, Stilgar comes and he spits on the table, and that's like a really like like tense moment in the book. And here they play it for laughs, which is fine. I chuckled, but that you know, it's not like trying to be hilarious or anything. But you know, there's just points of levity. No, which it's are not fine. trying to be anything. And I, again, it's you're allowed to not be funny. I mean, I, I enjoy yeah. movies that aren't funny from time to time. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. Too. <laughs> but they're both kind of chilly in that way. 
both both Nolan and and Denis are, and okay whatever there. Yeah. And the Zimmer score, it's like, yeah, this is like straight out of a Dark Knight movie. Yeah. One of his Batman yeah. movies. Man, I'm really uh, like, there's the no way we're going to be able is... to talk about this whole movie, huh? <laughs> yeah. There's no what shot else? this is happening. No. No. I... <laughs> yeah. Cinematography. Cinematography. Oh, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. What do you think of cinematography? Okay. Did you? I, I felt like Deacon's absence was kind of felt here. I, I okay, And now I already don't want to talk about it. I'm not. I'm <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just so bored by this conversation now. What? <laughs> it's like, oh God, we're I thought going, it was good, but like, I thought like, we're going back to the, the contrast oh, up De- a little bit. Deacon's Deacon's absence was felt. God, I don't fucking care, man. I just you like the like, cinematography? Yes, D- yes I, Deacon's cinematography is great, but whatever, it whatever, man. Like it's 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 not it. it Jesus Christ. It, does it need to be Deacons every time? I love that I'm doing this to him. Yeah, it's like I came in here. You know what I did today? I'm like, you know what? Podcast gods, I'm going to behave today. I'm going to behave <laughs> and I'm going to let Adam have his time. And I've really tried my best, but apparently there's no way to well, even Well, it's funny. You're say, not like, even oh, like maybe the movie is not the greatest movie ever without him I didn't say it was the, the greatest movie ever. <laughs> It's crazy. It's yes. like I am trying to like I didn't come on here. I wanted to. You know I wanted to come on here and be like this movie fucking blows. It wasted my time. I wanted to so bad and I didn't. And I did it for my friend. But now you've awoken the beast, buddy. You've awoken the fucking beast. The sandworm has has emerged from the sand dune, my guy. And this asshole is about to swallow you whole. Okay? I said I'm going to behave. I'm going to be delicate with my criticisms i'm gonna let him get a word in now apparently there's nothing you can fucking say it's drab adam there's a lot of grays turn up the fucking contrast let me see some of these fucking scenes they're so dark and blah they're dark and i I, again i just i this is why i hate like conversations like this where it's like okay i just felt the opposite let's move on (laughs) you know it's like i I don't have anything i don't really agree yeah, that's with you, unfortunately, Nico. But I, I, uh, I know this isn't exactly cinematography. There's more lighting and maybe, arguably, color correction. Um, but it might be a TV thing. Um, I did like how I, I did like the different moods between like um, before like Arrakis and Arrakis. Yeah, Kaladin yeah. and Arrakis was Kaladin was so blue. Arrakis was so mm-hmm. red. And then, uh, you know, the blue eyes. Like I don't know. I, I liked all of the 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 lighting choices there and. Um, it's the camera work was choice. fine. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't. I, I all I can say is I didn't notice anything one way or the other about the camera work. The camera it was work fine. is it worked is ex, is excellent. It's not it's not Deacon's, but it's it's fantastic. It's it's and frankly, it's Greg Fraser's best work, and he's a really good cinematographer. But this is this is it, man. It's a it's a beautiful. I mean, this movie's not going to win any Oscars. I don't. It think. might maybe, maybe some for like visual or sound yeah. or whatever. But it could, this isn't, yeah, no, this but no, isn't it, a no. film changing movie by any means. It, I mean, the the Oscars would never go for this. But right. even then, I I mean, yeah, I, do, I don't I don't think it's gonna win much, but unfortunately. All, but I, all I'm saying is like, you know, everything doesn't need to be for for no. my taste at least for what I'm looking for out of this movie. Everything doesn't need to be like perfect or changing film or whatever. Which I know that's typically what you're looking for, Nico. I feel like you're looking for a little bit more, you know, film in your film. <laughs> You know, oh yeah, I'm okay. I'm I'm okay with uh with a you know, no no healthy calories. Give me some sprinkles. You know, I'm fine with Uh, it. 
Yeah, I, did, I didn't. I didn't actually think it was that bad. The cinematography, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's great, it's, dude. It's, it's, it's fine, it's right? Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. Well, now well, it's just not quite my thing. Like, I, I just don't. I generally speaking, I, I'm just sort of allergic to grays a lot. Like, and that's why I like Deacons. Like, he's he's like a real like sort of like yeah. natural lighting guy, high contrast, striking images. Um, whereas here, yeah, I think they went for a muted sort of tone intentionally because this planet was supposed to be sort of unforgiving and sort of this yeah. like vast landscape of nothingness um yeah. so yeah, I, yeah I no, still, it, it's intentional i i I'm, I'm just breaking your balls i think it's i still cool. think there's there's plenty of uh dynamic range there it's just like they're choosy with it like there so there are instances where the desert looks more vibrant than other points especially like when they first walk off the the fleet ships it's very like deliberately like stark and drab there's like it's yellow but it's like it's it's again it's like what like Tarkovsky talks about when you're when or even not not Tar- let's relate it back to Deacons where there's like a an inherent ugliness to like these landscapes but it's so overwhelming that it's kind of beautiful and that's sort of like the interesting uh balance that you play when you see scenes of Arrakis and Dune most of which are all uh practically done so I was like cool you you filmed in a desert good for you so that was nice uh yeah i don't have much to to argue with with the cinematography i think it's really great you know and it's yeah like you said it just comes down to whether or not i guess you vibe with that color palette mm-hmm. I, but you know it, it depends on the movie and if it's appropriate then i you know go ahead and do it i mean i i always just come back to if if you earn it then i, I don't have a problem you, you you get your passing grade it's not like you know you're doing a superhero film and it's supposed to be this beautiful, over well, not beautiful, but over-the-top, exciting, expressive thing. And you're shooting in an airport, and it's just like, God, this looks so stupid and drab. Why, what, what, why are you depriving me of what I know could be some good eye candy, I guess? Right. <laughs> if, it's, if it's supposed to be superficial fun, then just make it, it, it big and expressive like, like a Civil War should be. You know what I mean? But it's, but it's drab uh, no, as fuck. I, I 100% know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, just really kind of a taste thing, but yeah, no, I thought, it, I thought it was, I thought it was well shot. No, I think there's a lot of excellent craft here. I do. Um, and I, I, I think like, you know, circling back at the beginning, like if we're talking about it as a Hamlet adaptation, like yes, bravo, very good Hamlet adaptation, random Shakespeare theater company. Good job. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it, it kind of just sort of doesn't work as a movie but well it's half that, of them but, but no but this is yeah, the interesting conversation that's, that's that's my it's half a movie and i would be very horse here and i well, always make this argument in favor of well it view the movie as its own thing and i hate making the exception here i kind of have to it, it bugs will, me i think it's only a problem if there are many exceptions <laughs> you know since, since for me anyway this is like the one and only exception it's the only time i think ever where i'm gonna say i wouldn't feel comfortable grading this film as it is until i get part two because that's this the is, point this so. is one of the ones where if someone else said rating it as its own movie it's not very good i would say you know what fair but that's not the point you know but yeah, yeah but like i can't like in good faith tell them they're wrong I get, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I would say yes and no, and I would just leave it at that, you know, I guess, which is, which is fine, you know, it's, it's hard, like I said, it's complicated. We've never, I, I've never, it's seen also kind of, it's like also kind of fucked up to make a movie that the best way to watch it 
is in a five hour long session inside of an IMAX theater. Like who is, you know, who are you making this for at that rate? <laughs> because, yeah. because what, there's only going to be a, uh, a one month period in all of history where you're going to be able to do that. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, I don't <laughs> you know? think it, it does not play poorly on the, your, your television. It works fine on TV. It, yeah. it works very well. It's, it's not like if you, you miss out on everything, if you see it on your television, that's not really the point here i do agree this this would probably be better as a miniseries but we're not talking about the hypothetical miniseries we're talking about the movie so that's really all i'm interested in so it's like as this as half of a movie i think it's actually kind of marvelous honestly i don't i don't i didn't see a tremendous amount of missteps i understood the changes I felt for everyone in the movie. I cared about the journey they went through. I think there's an ungodly amount of soul here that is is beautiful all the way through. It's often quite tender, despite how big it is, uh, which is, again, Denis' greatest strength to make something feel so big but so goddamn intimate. And that's why Blade Runner, to me, is his magnum opus, aside from many reasons. Um and I just think, like, if we're if we're gonna do a big screen adaptation um, of of Dune, this is possibly one of the better examples. But more more than that, though, I, who cares about the adaptation? Just the fact that a movie this wildly ambitious exists at all at this level, I think, is fantastic. This is kind of what I want all blockbusters to be, even though I know that's not you know feasible. But in a perfect world, that would be what this is. So you know, awesome. It's it's amazing that this thing exists at all. So. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, uh, it's no pig. It's not pig. I'll tell you that. <laughs> if you want to talk, still I don't know for me, I think I think movie of the year for me is still pig here. I mean, uh, hands the, down. I feel like Adam and I, when we do our ultimate top ten list, is going to be kind of contentious, as it always is. Um, I might not include Dune. Honestly, I actually, I I do think I might not even include it on my list. Like, if I want to compare this to Denis movies, like I I still think Blade Runner is. Certainly better than this movie by itself. Oh, maybe not yes, together. Um, I, I we'll, even think we'll Prisoners, see. Prisoners better. Yeah, I um, my ranking currently is Blade Runner, Ansandi, Prisoners, and then God, maybe Enemy, Enemies, and great. then yeah, Enemy's so good. <clears throat> Enemy's great. Um, and then Sicario, Arrival, Polytechnique. August thirty second on Earth, Maelstrom. I'm just Dune, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I guess maybe maybe this is how I feel, Nico, too. Maybe just like with Dune being as influential as it is and with all of the efforts to make it and failures, like I would rather them play it safe and make a good movie out of it. Finally. Yeah, I know. It's earned know. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, know. no, it's not it's not profound, it's not changing anything. Yeah, I mean so, it's and I can, it, I get where you're coming from. hundred percent. I get where you're coming from. And it, it it's hard to talk about the movie without saying that yeah, it is without comparing it, it to everything else. Well, without yes, putting yeah. it in the context too of that this was a long and troubled history. It, yeah. It's it's kind of right. And that's what I've been saying to people because yeah. there there have been you know sort of normies in my life whatever that'll text me is like you know i watched dude and i'm not really sure what that ending is all about and i have to sort of <laughs> explain to them the history that we all know yeah. well because we've been podcasting about it um and yeah. sort of again like I, I just talked to a friend last night who had sort of similar criticisms that i had to it of just like it's all rising action and then it just ends mm -hmm. and I'm i mean like, you, it would have been so cool if they released dune part one and six months later released dune part two 
Well, they were going to film crazy. it at the same time, yeah. right? Or, yeah. And there was like a budgetary thing, had, and then yeah. COVID happened. It's like, yeah, this should be in the bank. Like, yeah. It, you know? That's how I, they filmed the Lord of the Rings and Hobbits movies, right? Sure. I mean, once. a year apart at the most. Yeah. At the most. But again, it's hard to j- make that judgment now because, like, the way movies are made now is so different, which is unfortunate, sure. but it's just the way things are. Sure. Um, you know, but like, like I said, like, I can't come down on the movie for that until I hear part two is canceled. I have to treat this movie as though, yes, part two is getting made. It's confirmed out of the gate. But why do you have to, why do you have to treat it like that though? Because we currently live in a universe where the movie isn't out there. It's not, well, you have the choice though, don't you? So why well, I'm you? not sure what the studio does afterwards has any effect on the text of the movie. Yeah, I guess normally, that's my point. I no, yeah, I, I agree with that, that too, way. But so. that's, that's not what I'm saying, though. I feel like a lot of the criticisms of this movie have been specifically centered around like, yeah, okay, cool first half, but we ain't getting that second half. So what the hell, bro? Oh, you know? well, no, I think that's, we are getting it. It seems like we, it seems like it did well enough at the box office even if it doesn't make its money back, like Warner Brothers would never like not do it and admit failure. That's just yeah, not sort of part of the corporate structure of how they do things now. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, like Denis uh, has enough pull now; he can kind of. Ever since Blade Runner, he he has enough pull; he can kind of like do what he wants. Even though Blade Runner them. like bombed, didn't it? Yeah, like, Blade Runner made like no money, but it got Oscars, right? It did. It got cinema, yeah, it got a lot of tech. The way I look at it, there's movies are made for one of two reasons: to make money or to win Oscars. Like that's right. it. You know, yeah. as long there, as you do one there, or the other, it doesn't matter. There's there's also a lot of like like the conversation around Blade Runner's box office results is way overblown. I mean, you have to understand that like in the like there are movies that get made and people decide we're going to make a t- three hour long R rated film. Okay. And movies like that only do like two hundred million dollars, maybe three hundred million dollars, but they hardly ever cross if you're lucky, anywhere into yeah. like. If you're lucky, there are rare exceptions. Like Django did that, but it it just Logan. barely went over the four hundred million dollar dollar range. I think, but Passion that's also of the Christ is still like the highest grossing R rated movie ever. It, exactly. So you have to, yeah, yeah. So you have to look at it in the context of like what do R-rated three-hour-long movies make, and they do business like what Blade Runner did. The problem is that it was it costs one hundred and fifty million dollars. My dogs are barking. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What are they barking at? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I think we're about wrapped up, anyways, aren't we? Yeah, no, we are. I, I need to do. I need you to do five minutes on Halloween Kills, Adam. I need you really quick. Bo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to talk Dune. Anyway. Everybody's uh, God, you. Bill, like Burr's, bit, Bill Burr's dog just died. Oh, her, really? Her name, her name was Cleo. Remember, he used to always talk about her in the specials. Uh, but on his podcast, he would just be recording. Because it was like a pit bull. It was like a crazy pit bull. And, you know, he would just be doing his normal show and he'd just be like, Cleo, shut up! (laughs) Cleo, hey! Hey, Cleo! So that's what I know Cleo for. And I miss Cleo now. (laughs) That's funny. Won't get to hear that anymore on the Monday morning podcast. Yeah. I want to yell for. I want no, to say it's like, all right. It's fine. Let, <laughs> Ma, shut Ma. the dog up. Ma, <laughs> Ma. the cat. It's gonna get Kick loose. The dog, Ma. <laughs> Donna, shut the fuck up. What the fuck is that? 
Is that a fucking cat? Oh my God, is that a fucking cat? That's a weird, Ma, Ma, there's a weird fucking cat out here. I don't want it to get Lucy. It's okay, Lucy. It's okay. All right, we got to wrap up though. Halloween Sorry. Kills, quick, quick. Uh, it's a piece of shit. Horrible movie. It's fucking awful. It's it's. I cannot believe that's what they went with after uh, Halloween 2018. Like I I like Halloween 18, 2018. It's not a great movie, but at least it chose to be something. It's like yeah. oh, we have an interesting idea for a sequel. We know how to play this. I, there's there's not a tremendous amount of ideas we can do, but here we go. This is it. Let's do it and let's stop it for good. And then we get this thing that is just the most derivative, dumb, stupid, up its own ass piece of shit I've seen in a long time. My God, I can't believe what this thing is. They say that uh, uh, evil dies tonight more evil than ever. Evil dies tonight. Evil more- dies tonight. They Evil know jokes say that line more than family is uttered in the Fast and Furious franchise. And God damn it, that's saying something. So Salute me, familia. Salute. Salute. Really stupid. Really yes. fucking dumb. It's a movie about mob mentality, even though the mob is trying to kill Michael Myers, which to me seems like a pretty good idea. Like, I feel like yes. a, a group of people getting together rather than storming the Capitol and like hanging Mike Pence. I feel like killing Michael Myers, a more noble goal for an angry mob. But here they play it as though like it's the same fucking thing. Right. It's a movie about like and it's like very thinly veiled the idea of like immigration and the idea that like you know (laughs) that that those in power play up our fear of the unknown and then it causes us to do like really reckless evil things and it sort of like causes us to cannibalize ourselves from the inside and uh could not be more fucking heavy-handed with that again there's a group an angry mob that chants the phrase evil dies tonight as they start chasing after a mentally ill man in a a hospital (laughs) that they believe is Michael Myers, even though he's like three feet shorter than fucking Michael Myers. <laughs> and the group starts chasing after them. Lori Strode gets in the way being like, that's not Michael Myers. And she gets stampeded by this angry mob. And it's one of the fucking classic movie things of like, you can't hear the protagonist over the angry mob. So like, that's how misunderstanding happens. Anthony Michael Hall is horrible in the movie. Horrible. There's like an open mic night at the beginning of the movie <laughs> where he tells the story of the time that a serial killer fucking killed like the babysitter and his friends like on Halloween night and like the audience is like applauding as though it's like slam poetry it's like what the hell is this it's 40 years ago no one knows what the fuck you're talking about it was like three people it's like no one was getting together to talk about this traumatic event that changed the town like what are you doing man like no one gives a fuck it's like really (laughs) violent but like in a really like mean way like the kills are like spirited is what it is it's just like there's yeah. an old couple at the beginning that starts flying a drone around and they, they just get murdered. And it's like there's no fucking reason for it. Strangely, that's the best scene in the movie where Michael is like testing the knives because it's like it's it's the only time in the movie where I was like disturbed by what was happening. Right, right, right. And that right. And, and therein lies the other problem. Is What is this? Is it a horror movie? I, I don't I, know. I, fooled, I wasn't scared. Could have fooled me. <laughs> I certainly wasn't scared by it at all. There's a gay couple that call each other <laughs> Big John and Little John. They don't refer to each other like as honey or babe. It's like the big guy calls the other guy Little John and the little guy calls the other guy Big John. And that yeah. those two words much like the phrase evil dies tonight are spoken in the script a ridiculous number of times. 
I don't know why Jamie Lee Curtis keeps coming back for these. It, it, she's literally confined to a hospital bed for this entire movie. She doesn't yeah. do anything in the movie that has any impact on the plot whatsoever. Nope. Not, um, not a thing. Not a thing. <laughs> it's really bad, man. It's yeah. and I, I've seen some reviews, and you guys said this at the beginning of the movie, uh, before we recorded the podcast today. You said that it's a movie that feels like a dream sequence, even though it's all actually happening. And that's a yes. great way of putting it. It's like all of this feels like the the ludicrous nightmare that is contained within <laughs> the serious horror movie. But no, yeah. it's just all yeah. a ludicrous horror movie. And yeah. unlike you know movies that are that have really. <laughs> been made in the last 15 years it's a real like they don't make them like they used to type of bad um just like a real like stupid disposable kind of bad not like a boring self-serious mm -hmm. bad although mm -hmm. it is boring and self-serious in a lot of parts too yes, um it is. yeah it, it, horrible 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 movie it, kind of shocking that the same guy made the last movie i'm not a huge fan of that 2018 movie but it's fine uh mm -hmm. david gordon green holy shit did you jump the shark with this one so yep. bad but hey, it made money, so... Bo agrees, <sighs> by the way. I mean, like, so wow, a Halloween Bo movie making money us. around Halloween. What a shock. Yeah. It, the, the, a lot I guess the best way you could describe it, too, is like, the, like, whereas the first one was David Gordon Green's movie, this one feels like Jason Blum's movie. Does that make sense? Because Jason Kinda, Blum sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Blum makes bullshit. He's got, he's got Get Out, which is fine for me, uh, but generally speaking, his movies are awful. Guy made Whiplash, man. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. See, is a there's exceptions movie. to everything, aren't there? <laughs> <laughs> Jason Blum, Jason Blum horror movies are, oh God, I can't stand them. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that 100%. No, they suck. No, they okay. suck. I, right. Anyone who, anyone who rides for paranormal activity in 2021 can go to hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Paranormal activity. All right. Your dogs are barking, man. Let's get out of here. Yeah, they, they uh, won't shut up. Uh, this has been the movie all fame. Love you so very, very much. Uh, go listen to Isis Thing this week. The three of us, hopefully, will be talking about the remake of Psycho from 1999 if we can nail down a recording time. Uh, so wish us luck in that regard. Yes. Uh, don't know what we're doing uh, next week here or two weeks from now on this podcast. We're going to have to discuss that. Um, no, I have no idea. Yeah. I guess we'll, French we'll, we'll Dispatch. <laughs> oh, goodness. I will be avoiding that movie like the bubonic fucking plague. Uh, <laughs> that's it, man. Fear is the mind killer. Always remember that. Until yes. next time. <laughs> Happy movie hopping. Happy movie hopping.